I brought what I have on the Higgins case. That's Annabelle there. The Higgins girl. That was clearly taken before she got caught up in the cult. Looks a lot different than the last time you saw her, doesn't she? This cult that she was in, did you look further into it? For what specifically? I don't know. There must have been some motive for their attacks. Oh, crazy people do crazy, crazy things. Things, I know. They didn't think they were crazy. They had to have had a reason. After a little more digging, I did find that their act wasn't devotional, that they were... They were actually trying to conjure something up. Like, like what? The devil. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Episode 242, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we play with dolls, like men. Like, not not play with dolls like we play with men, that's different. We play with dolls like real men. In. Blame it on the Annabelle, blame it on the Annabelle. We'll be here all week. Jesus. Oh, this uh, this was a long time coming just to record that intro. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, guess what? Uh, Vito's back. Hi, Vito. Hey. Well, hey. You didn't even let him. You didn't even let him introduce himself. No, no. I'm, the I'm guest. over him. From, I'm over him. The guests from don't get to introduce themselves <laughs> from three thousand miles away. He's uh, Mike's been on the show. Vito's been on the show so so many times at this point. He's sort of like. Like he's past like John and he's past. Uh, he's kind of um, like he's kind of like who a, else have we had on the show? A he's kind of like a third roommate nip- Jen. He's no, like hashtag at this hashtag point. bring back roommate Jen. Bring back, oh we do need roommate Jen back. We, we we do agree. What about third nipple? I said he's kind of like a third nipple at this point. Yeah, like <laughs> he's, he's yeah he's been in my life my entire life. He's <laughs> in your life. He's there uh, Never for going aesthetic reasons. He's there for aesthetic reasons. It's not entirely functional. Oh, um, says the guy that doesn't have a third nipple. <laughs> Trust me. Trust but, me. But he's cute and everybody loves him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, man. Did I ever tell you, I ever tell you the, uh, the weirdness between uh, my third nipple and my buddy Alex's third nipple? No, but please We're, do. What? We both, ha- we both between the two of us, we have enough nipples for three men. And we both, <laughs> we share a birthday, which is really weird. Really? We share a birthday. Uh, we're only two years apart. Same hospital. And I I don't know, but I know that he was he grew up in the same area that I am, so some, it's very possible. It's it's, it's that it's that, some Stranger Things shit. Were they that, experimenting on us in the hospital? No, just it's toxic that pollu- waste. It's that polluted Lake St. Clair water. Yeah. Oh, that's don't what say it is. That. I mean, we do. I did grow up right next to the canals that are yeah. fucking growing green shit out of the So water. actually, I'd kind of. So your your birthday, August fourth, right? Correct. Don't tell the people. Oh, why? <laughs> oh, oh, we're gonna do a birthday episode. So uh, I, I, I'm I'm calling out to the listeners. I want to know if there's any other people out there with August fourth birthdays oh who God. also have 
what if there's a whole crop of us? Extra nipples. It's like Village of the Damned. Only it's like nipple of the damned. Like it's <laughs> Village of the nipple. <laughs> village of the nipple. <laughs> It'd be the nippled. Oh, the, the nippled. nippled. Ooh, speaking of Village of the Damned, this is good segue, James. Yeah, thanks, man. I I meant to do that. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's record store day. Mm. And uh, guess what I'm getting. I'm getting the John the Carpenter Village of the Damned soundtrack. Nice. Uh, which is a very which is a very small pressing. Like most of the records that I'm getting tomorrow, there's like five thousand copies made. Yeah. Uh there's only five hundred made. Really? Of oh wow. This Village of the Damned. Nice. Which uh, I gotta get there early tomorrow to get it because they don't hold them. But uh Oh, they don't? No, they don't. So I put my order in for it, right? Like the the store put in enough orders to hopefully, you know, satiate everybody that wanted it. However, it is illegal. To I don't know if the cops are involved. I don't think the cops care about record store day, but yeah. like <laughs> the the rules are that you're not supposed to save stuff for them. Like you can't like put stuff aside uh, for people. I, so. I would I would venture to get well. So there's only 500 total for the entire country. That's my understanding of it. Yes, because I think their location they only got five. Really, five, oh, five wow. or ten, something like I that. I would so. I would venture to guess though that I think you're probably pretty safe yeah here's the like thing, I, I don't think that i don't think that five to ten people in this area are are like uh you'd be surprised clamoring yeah. for the village dude. of the damned you'd be surprised you think so oh yeah all right oh yeah now mike you can probably help me on this was village of the damned one of the few carpenter movies that wasn't actually scored by carpenter i don't oh, think that it was i'll have to look that up i don't yeah think he scored it i don't think i don't think check I I'm don't. On it. I don't believe that he did either. But it's still a John Carpenter movie. Therefore, he probably had an input of what the score was. So I'm still excited to have it. Oh, it's very um, Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. So in July, they're doing another record store day. They're kind of splitting record store day into two days this time because of COVID and all that stuff. Uh huh. Um, and next next month though, I'm getting the Ghost of Mars soundtrack. So uh, the Ghost of Mars. Ghost of Mars. That's a thing that's happening. <laughs> Oh, he um, did. Uh, he did. It says oh, he, he did compose Village of the Dead. Oh, okay. Was it with somebody else, though? Uh, I, I, I thought there was like some asterisk next uh, to that Dave one. Davies. Yeah, okay. So he did it with somebody. Yeah. It wasn't just him. Okay. Uh, but anyway, though, yeah. So there's my, there's my segue into Village of the Damned. Nice. Okay, before we get any before we get any further, Mike, uh, I don't know if uh, Vito, I don't know if you're familiar with our feud that we have going on uh, with the the bloody the bloody good film podcast. Those sons of bitches. Those sons of bitches. Oh, I, I didn't know um, if you were talking about. I did about catch that. up on my episode, so yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if you were talking about that feud or the feud that you and I had earlier tonight. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, so last week uh, on our show, because you know, listen, we're giving these guys on this other podcast, we're giving them too many listeners. Like just by merely talking about them, we're helping them out much more than than I this I feel is, comfortable with. This is this is this is free advertising. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> hey, all two of you that listened to their podcast, stop it. Well, hold on. Knock it off. The problem is. <laughs> The problem is, is that one of their hosts makes up half of our listenership. That's true. And we're giving so stop so, listening to so, your own so show. So we're, really, we're just advertising. <laughs> really, we're just advertising his own show to him. That's true. And okay. one other person, which feel, is which is Vito. I feel less bad about this. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um. So last week we issued, uh, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, our spiral episode. Uh. You know, we issued a correction on their behalf. Uh. We talked to the man himself, Christopher Lambert. Yes. Uh, about how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, and he and he was nice enough to to tell us that it's like uh, Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Bert. Class act, by the way. 
Burt. Class act, by the way, he was in studio with us. He was, yeah. yeah. Uh, class act, total. That's, that's amazing. Really, that's like yeah, really that's nice unbelievable. Guy. Yeah, he didn't have a lot going on. So I mean, he doesn't typically. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was so. So, so we told Josh we were waiting for uh, his apology, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they apo- and, and he issued his apology this week, mm-hmm. and um, you know he sounds very butthurt over it. Oh. Um, he doesn't want to accept defeat, even though even though Jesse, the more sensible co-host of the two, yeah, um, he uh, he he Josh's Josh's response was a, a gigantic fuck you. And Josh, about right. and My Josh, was, or, or Jesse was nice enough to caption that uh, with an. Uh, uh, he inserted some some speech to text in the middle of it okay. that explained that "fuck you" meant "I'm sorry that I'm an imbecile" and <laughs> uh, and that uh, I have a hard time accepting the truth and all this stuff. So, you know, it's it, it was. I get it, Josh. It's hard to admit defeat. Yeah. Um, but you're wrong. Yeah. You're 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 just wrong. And um, we accept your apology. Yes, and we'll, we'll be the we'll be the bigger the bigger podcast. And, and I will we accept. I will be I will be anxiously awaiting my edible arrangement. Oh oh yes, heavy on the banana. Heavy heavy on the banana. Heavy on the pineapple. Mm, that's so good. that's good. You know, you know pineapple. Yeah, you know makes your banana stuff taste way more like <laughs> pineapple. pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Those are facts for you. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I had to get that out of the way. Um, hopefully we can put this issue to, uh, to bed. Now on to the next feud. Oh yeah. Cause here's the thing. <laughs> I like a little bit of drama in my life. So if you guys can find something else to fight about, I'm all for it. That's fine. I do and have a question. To, and, and if it comes to fisticuffs, <laughs> get in front of these hands. I'll do it. I will do it. <laughs> I do have a question, Mike. <laughs> yes. Yes. When, Vito. When What's Christopher up? Lambert was there, did he ask you what you preferred Highlander or Highlander 2? What'd um, you say to him? He, uh, I, I told him I preferred um, the original cut of Highlander Two, and his his response was just. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that meant. I don't. I really don't know what that means. I'm going to assume that. Um, and I he agrees. And but... I told him. And I told him that my favorite film of his was Resurrection, and then oh, he crucified me. Literally, it's a good one. <laughs> it was a weird week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah, yeah. So this has been a night already. Uh, we it is uh, just about midnight, and we are uh, just starting recording this episode. Uh, because hold on, some... wait. <laughs> we're to be fair, we're we've started our recording twenty minutes earlier than we normally do. <laughs> Plus, it's <laughs> only eight forty-six. So, it's not true. But that being said, we've been trying to record for the last like hour and a half. Uh, turns out uh, I have a faulty USB drive on my uh, computer. Yeah, a lot of technical. No, no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. No, it, no, no, it, it was the it, it was the buffer size. The buffer size on. We Reaper, finally yeah. figured out. We've talked on the show about our stupid electronic popping sounds before. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was the buffer size. Apparently, we've been trying to run this way too, uh, way too efficiently. Because if we turned our buffer size down, <laughs> it suddenly just stops. <laughs> you guys oh, are just way idiots. too efficient. I know, and, right? We've and, been doing this for almost five years, and we are just now finally trying to figure out how to work our equipment. Efficient we to did. a fault. So that's what that is. <laughs> we did have the architect for the first three years. That's true. We did. Uh, unfortunately, true. his wisdom didn't run off, uh, rub off on us. I mean, he rubbed a lot of things off on us. Just that not was his. Not, just not his wisdom. That was not one of them. Which is, 
Well, I mean, I mean, I've heard him call it his wisdom before. So. Yeah, and I feel like there is a certain <laughs> amount of power in that. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, like <laughs> like that's how you absorb the the powers of your enemies. It's true. Just having them rub off on you. <laughs> <laughs> you just impress your enemies with very good shiny skin. Speaking of the feud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, so. That whole situation, coupled with the fact that Mike only slept for four hours last night. Yeah. I also only slept for four hours last night, but that's how much I sleep every yeah, night. Yeah, you're used to that. Um, yeah, we had our uh, our annual zoo trip yesterday. Yeah. That was Ooh, fun. It was a good time. How was that? We, we was, went to... Well, well, I drank a lot. Well, we had to go to Ohio, so, you know. Yep. Mm. On the uh, bright side, I didn't come back with a rash this time. Nice. That's that's good. So that's... it was in Ohio. Okay, good. <laughs> I, d- I didn't end up in the hospital again after coming back from Ohio. Yeah, because that's I that's that's par for the course. Typically, uh, when you go to Ohio, usually you so. can expect a rash. When you're somebody as sensitive as me. Yeah, I I really just anybody <laughs> anybody with skin can expect a rash when they come back from Ohio it's if true. you don't have your shots. It's true. Because <laughs> going to Ohio is like going. To uh, like a like to to another country where you have to get a bunch of vaccinations against yeah, yeah. you know the Buckeye you know, different vaccination. different bug borne <laughs> bug borne uh, f- vaccinations and stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean everything in Ohio is bug borne as well. So yeah, yeah, and butt borne and butt borne. <laughs> oh God, comes from the bets of bugs. Um, um, so yeah, so yeah. Uh, neg- negative points on the scoreboard for having to go to Ohio, but uh, positive points on the sco- scoreboard for the fact that the Toledo Zoo is always a winner. It is. It's true. It's a nice zoo, except for the fact that the uh, tigers were off display because there was cubs being born, and then we literally come back today. And... The cubs were already born. They well, were yeah, just, they we, were acclimating. But them. we come back today, and your wife sends us all a picture of the Toledo Zoo, being like, "They're on display tomorrow." Yeah, it was a little bitches. fucking missed them. Ooh. By two days. I know. That's the all right. Cute we'll... little tiger cubs, man. I know. And they don't even have teeth yet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we did. Uh, we saw baby Mike though. We did. Baby Mike baby... is looking good. He's a couple um, years old now. Yep. yep. What's we baby saw the Mike? Baby... Uh, baby Mike is a, a baby. I, I just brought pictures of me when I was a child and <laughs> held them up to the glass. <laughs> just tape them to the glass <laughs> for all the. <laughs> ba- Baby Mike is the baby silverback gorilla. That was you guys born. get weird at the zoo. <laughs> we do get, oh, we do. Oh, we, do oh, we get, get silly. Zoo, we get yeah. silly. Yeah. yeah, I so I haven't I haven't drank an entire pint of liquor in about a four hour oh period, probably since I was in like back in just post high school. Like, are you serious? That was probably, like, you had a pint. Well, yeah, I killed. Well, you I, also you also had several beers too. I did oh have several gosh. beers too. Yeah, yeah. I drank a lot, uh, and like a pint, a, a pint. Like it's weird. A pint doesn't seem like it's that much, but it is. Yeah, you know, like, like if I feel like because we're always taking pulls off like fifths and stuff. Like, oh yeah, we killed we killed a bottle. No, for... no, a, a pint is sixteen shots yeah, of it's a of lot. alcohol. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot of booze. I didn't mean. <laughs> I didn't mean to pour an entire pint into my <clears throat> one liter bottle of Coke Zero, but that's the day that I had yesterday. So uh, the day over when we got back home, oh. the day over was strong. You well, know, we went, we, to, we we went, went to, to dinner and I we felt went to okay. fish bones afterward. Did you have sushi while you were there? I did. Yep. Yeah. That was fine. I, okay. I had no problem with that. I, was, right. I wasn't like sick feeling. Okay. But the problem was that around like. Eight nine o'clock or so, I started getting the day over ha- uh, headache. Oh, and so like I couldn't sleep to save my life last night. Like I, we went to bed at like eleven o'clock. She was fucking out 
you know, right away. Mm-hmm. I'm lying there at fucking three o'clock in the morning, finally rolled around. And I, I got up like, I fuck this. And I took like two melatonin, some pain relievers. Oh, and damn. I just You're knocked dipping into that melatonin. That fucking melatonin. Um, but no, I had to, I had so to do horde. something. I had to do something. Like if I had fucking, you know, sleeping pills, I would have taken those, but you should have just had, had a couple more shots of whiskey. <laughs> oh yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> put you right out. Dude, dude, Hair drinking when you have a drinking when you have a hangover headache is the worst. It what just do, makes it pound even What do more. you think what do you think Vito just said? Hair on the dog. Hair on the dog of the bitch. That doesn't work for me. Do you remember your bachelor party? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wanna know this story, Vito? <laughs> I do. My bas- my bachelor party. We went we rented uh this house in the middle of the woods. It was it was it was really cool. Uh yeah, cougars uh, everywhere. We dr- <laughs> there was <laughs> Mike. literal literal cougars, <laughs> mountain lions. Um Mike was scared to death the whole weekend. Um so we drank heavy, obviously, the first night that we got there. And then the second the, um, like not the, just heavy, uh shotgun silos of Coors banquet. Yeah, when we arrived <laughs> when we arrived, Mike, Mike was it you that showed up a little bit late? It was me and Brian. Him and, and Bri- Brian. him and fucking Brian show up, and they have silos, twenty five ounces of Coors banquet, Coors banquet, and they're like, "We need to play catch up, and we're not drinking alone." So remember you fuckers are all shotgunning one of these with us. You remember so that we scene? all shotgunned a twenty five ounce of Coors banquet. <laughs> you remember that scene in Super Troopers where they're in the diner and they're chugging maple syrup? <laughs> yes. that's what shotgunning a silo of Coors banquet is <laughs> oh. like. It is so thick and so disgusting. So that's how we started. That's how, like, the rest of us had already been drinking a little bit. And then we we started the night with, like, the the real night with that. And so the next day we woke up. Everybody, you know, we're all pretty hungover. Mike is very hungover. Yeah. And we were renting a boat that day, a pontoon boat. And what do you do on a pontoon boat if not drink a ton of beer? Like, Uh, that's what a pontoon boat is for. You pontoon, James. it, It... it's a it's a large square flat surface for a reason. Yeah, to drink on. To drink on. There's no other reason to own a pontoon boat. Oh, breakdance. You could probably break you dance. Could break if it's, dance. If yeah. it's big enough. <laughs> if it's big enough. So so we're like we're like starting to pack up the coolers and shit, and Mike's like, Oh guys, we all feel like shit. We're not gonna feel like drinking out there. And we're like, what? He's so like, you, yeah, agreed with, you agreed with we're not, me, though. We're not going to feel like drinking out there. And we're like, yeah, I guess we do kind of feel terrible. <laughs> and then we get on the boat. The second we step on the boat, we're like, oh, shit, I wish we had some beers. We did take some beer, but we took like... Well, you guys were all drinking way before me. Like, we you took guys like, like peer pressured me into drinking more than I think day. we took like 15 beers. for like We we had enough for like two, two, two a piece. piece. So like yeah. 16 beers, two a piece. And... <laughs> We get done with our two beers a piece, and we're like, we have this boat for another eight hours. <laughs> the fuck are we doing? Why didn't we bring all of the beer? And we let this jackass talk you us into not taking any on. beer. And I'm fairly certain, too, when they finally did convince me to drink a beer, they peer pressured me into it. I got halfway through it before I spewed in the water. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> You're so Whoa. soft, dude. I do. I cannot do the Can't hair of the dog. Like, oh, if I'm best. if I'm hungover and alcohol touches my lips, it it's game over. Like, I can't do it. Even if it's uh... even if I think about alcohol, like even I like a Bloody tough, Mary. Got, or... Oh yeah, I got a tough time with it. I, I you know I, what my, you need. My body it? just doesn't work. That you know way. what you need is the classic, and Greg's gonna love this when he listens to it. Uh-oh. The the game day. 
Ooh, the game day's rough. Fucking game the day, game bro. Rough. The game that's, day. The, that's the Mountain Ga- Dew one, right? Game day is Jim Beam and Mountain Dew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you though, dude, it's oh. it is it is a hangover cure. It is that Mountain not, Dew. That sounds like Jim, the opposite. <laughs> no, Jim Beam so and Mountain good. Dew sounds like one of the disgusting horror shots that Beyond the Void would do. <laughs> <laughs> it kind it's, of it's exactly it what kind it is. of is, but there's something magical about it. Like we would. We'd go to U of M to party with uh, Benny and all those guys and stuff, and uh, we'd get just blasted the night before. The next day, we'd wake up, we'd have a, a, a you do a full pint glass of a game day with no ice in it. Oof, Jesus, <laughs> like warm, warm Jim Beam <laughs> and warm Mountain Dew, <laughs> and, you, and you chug one of those for breakfast, and you're sorted, dude. You are sorted for the rest of the day. That just gross, yeah. gross. No, you got to try it. It's so good. That's. I mean, it's not good, but it. It it cures the hangover. I'm <laughs> at least it did when we were you know twenty three. Yeah, see that's the problem. We're we're now the opposite of that plus some. <laughs> Literally older than the opposite of that. <laughs> you're, you're bad at oh opposite. the opposite of that thirty two. Okay, 32, yeah. I thought you oh, like double okay. that. <laughs> I thought you were being really bad at math. No. <laughs> um. Anyway, Vito, what have you been up to, bud? Uh, well, Memorial Day, I ran a five k for the first time ever. Yeah, he did. He trained for a week. I did. Oh, I trained and, for a week. I prepared. And what, ki- what kind of time did you have? Uh, I did not time myself, but I came in second amongst my friends. It was a virtual run. <laughs> I was helping raise money for this uh, nonprofit called To Write Love on Her Arms, which helps like provide help and therapy. Oh my and god! Stuff for welcome, I welcome to two thousand and four. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Holy shit! Is is fucking glib playing a show I, yeah, tomorrow? Was, that wow. was dude. To write love on her arms was the was like the most emo thing you could have possibly done <laughs> in like two thousand five, two thousand six. Don't get me wrong. That's not to say anything bad about no, it. No, like, it's, it's a, a very it's good cause. Really good cause. <laughs> but all I think of is that between the trees song. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. You you would know it if you heard I it. I probably would. You would know it if you heard it. Uh, or the red jumpsuit apparatus was, I think, really oh, big oh, into yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, f- jo- face down in the dirt, she says yeah. it doesn't Well, no, no, no. That, no, that song was about a, a girl being, uh, uh, like, physically abused by her well, boyfriend. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they always wore, like... Johnny dude. Winter, dude? Johnny, Johnny uh, Winter. isn't that the dude, the, the singer from uh, Red Jumpsuit oh, Apparatus? Oh, maybe. I don't know his name. That's one of the most... Uh, He's one of the best human beings alive. Oh, I, I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying, like they were, no, they I were know. one of the bands where, like, every single you watch a music video from them, every one of them was wearing a to write love on oh, a yeah. shirt, and they were the, the coolest shirts the, because the, they were justified left, so all the text was going down one, uh, yeah, on one line. I just remember the <laughs> the Bossenberry twins yep. wearing wearing those shirts all the time. Yep, I think they actually did like uh, <clears throat> like some charity work for them or something. <laughs> I think they did charity work for them or something. Yeah, no, well, they were which part wouldn't of surprise tour. me. They were always, they, yeah. They toured with Warp Tour and they did merch for all that. And that was a huge thing back in like, oh, like I said, 05, 06. So going back to his 5K, yeah, I had no idea that that, I had no idea that to write Love on Her Arms was still around. Neither did yeah, I. Yeah, I just heard about it for the first time oh. this year. So man, uh, California's behind on the times. Yeah, they really well, are. Well, this was nationwide. It was a virtual run. Know, right? And so what, like is, so what, do you, what do you mean a virtual run? So like you on just the ran same on a day, treadmill? Everyone ran. Actually, there were people. There were people that ran on a treadmill for it. Were there really? But okay. yeah, you. So you buy the shirt, you buy the number, you know, all the gear and stuff, and you all run on the same day, and you post about it. And I'm gonna call bullshit. Ra- and you raise money. I'm gonna call bullshit on the people who ran on a treadmill because it is decidedly easier to run on a treadmill than it is. Oh, I disagree. 
Oh, I disagree. Dude. My legs kill on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I ran. I ran like two weeks ago around our neighborhood. Right. I did three miles, <clears throat> and my splits were. Uh, uh, I'm I'm in bad shape right now. Like we we used to run pretty pretty fast miles. Yeah. My splits were like ten minute miles. Right. Yeah. I went to the gym a couple days ago and ran a mile to get warmed up. I did the first mile in like eight minutes and twenty seconds. It's way easier to run on a I on see, a treadmill. I get a lot of resistance on treadmills and it hurts my legs. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I I, that maybe, I hurt maybe, myself on a treadmill. Yeah, once. Like when I'm running, I tend. <laughs> Hold on. I think. I think. What I it wasn't is even running on it. <laughs> okay, no, I definitely need to no, hear I'm the story. Kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that part. <laughs> No, I think what it is is when I'm running on a treadmill, I tend to throw my body forward when I run. So the problem with a treadmill, the problem with a treadmill is that I hit that resistance coming back and it like jerks my leg every time it hits down. I'm just picturing you like spastically, <laughs> like just every step just <laughs> it's, <not that> <laughs> it's just like ever so slightly my leg jerks when I whenever I touch down. Because it's because my, my legs sort of moving forward in like a forward have, momentum. Have yeah. you ever run on one of those um the curve treadmills? Oh a hamster wheel. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> what it is. Have you ever have you ever no, run on one? No, that might actually help. Those are those are so awesome because they're they're not motorized. It's all because the the, the track is is so a, it's a hamster a curve wheel. Shape. It is exactly a, a hamster wheel. They're so expensive. But uh Harvey, 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 Harvey the, the Wonder, Wonder Hamster. Hamster. Sorry, <laughs> we we can move on. Just just try and find one of those and run on it sometime. Because right. you would those are they're really low impact on your knees. They're really nice. All right, so now that we've wasted twenty five minutes of your guys' life, um, shall we uh, shall we move on to the show? Yeah. Let's waste I think some you more time. Correct this behavior. Oh yeah. there it is. Boom. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, guys. Uh, we did have some uh, some corrections from last week. I only had one, but I actually think Vito here is coming coming in hot with coming like hot. like trace corrections. Um, so I'll do mine first here, though. Um, that we was, didn't know that was like Spanish and French. Yeah, it was same. fucking sexy. Okay, you are trilingual. Frenchish. Trilingual. God. Yeah. yeah. Frenchish. Yeah. Did you see how my pants just fell off? I I did. They literally just fell off. Please put them back on. <laughs> No. Um, let's see here. Uh, we didn't know what Cambrian was last week. We I didn't do. know what Cambrian was. I do. It's James. What is it? What is it, James? Coheed. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we didn't know what Cambrian was. <laughs> um, the Cambrian period. Uh, yeah. Cambrian is marked by a profound change in life on Earth. Prior to the Cambrian, the majority of living organisms on the whole were small, unicellular, and simple. The Precambrian Shinara, being the being exceptional, complex multicellular organisms gradually became more common in the millions of years immediately preceding the Cambrian. But it was not until this period that that uh, mineralized, hence readily fossilized organisms became common. What are you laughing at? Your organism is small on the whole. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you're waiting for this entire time. <laughs> for fuck's sake! I don't Burn. give a shit about the rest oh of that. Oh my god! Uh, the rapid diversification of life forms in the Cambrian, known as the Cambrian Explosion, produced the first uh, representatives of all modern animal philia. So that's fun. Cambrian based, basically Cambrian is the start of life as we know it. Right it's essentially right. what it you is. Sounded pretty so, smart there. So pre-Cambrian is basically all like single-celled organisms, and that's it. Okay, all right. Because that's what uh, unicellular means, James. Right on. Single-celled organism like you. 
You fucking Neanderthal. Mike, what do you got? <laughs> Neanderthals are not single Shut up, heart. James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vito. Uh, from two episodes Go ago. Give us some glasses. I have one. One from two episodes ago. When you were talking about World War Z, uh, the director, Mark Forster, oh, directed Monsters Ball. Okay. He said Charlize Theron was in it, but no, that's Monster, directed by Patty Jenkins. <laughs> Did Mike say that? Yeah, because you okay. were watching Mad Max, and you're like, oh, starring her right there, Furiosa. Okay. All right. Um, and then last episode, in your corrections, you talked about, this is more of a clarification. Oh, you talked about all the money in the world and how the reshoots of Army of the Dead were exactly like that. Yeah. Um, well, not exactly because, you know, m- the main cast came back for reshoots with all the money in the world. Oh, they did. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Tigna. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg actually shed like a ton of weight and they had to like refit his clothes. Cause it was, do you think that they'll ever release the Kevin Spacey version of that movie? I just read actually Ridley Scott said he would never do that. (laughs) That's stupid, but who knows? You know, he doesn't have full control. I not that, not that I think people are clamoring for all the money in the world. Like he did say like, it was interesting to watch both Kevin Spacey's performance and Christopher Plummer. Cause they did completely different things, but they, he thought they were both really good. It would be interesting to see. You'd be able to compare and contrast. But also with army of the dead, uh, just a clarification, Tig Natara, did act with one person for half a day, and that was her co-star Anna de la Reguera. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, according to what I read, that they had finished filming everything long before. Well, they did. They okay. finished everything, but for the reshoots, they did bring back. There was one. Okay. Anna Reguera okay. for right, half fair. a day, but other than that, it was like name. a person in a green Anna suit. De la Guerra. Uh, and then Guerra. another correction. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you said Donald Pleasance oh. is in six Halloween movies. He's not. You, he's not in three seasons. Oh, you're okay, fine. He's in five. <laughs> I meant he was in Halloween. I know up what you meant, but it's a correction. God, eat a dick. <laughs> oh, and speaking wow. of eating, speaking of eating dicks, <laughs> trying to segue here, we are drinking uh, not dicks. But, could be. But, could be. but we are drinking a beer this week. We are. As James, well as James has no idea what I picked here. I have no idea. I've, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- hand you that. I'm gonna put this out here and say this is maybe one of the coolest hand designs we've ever had. Maybe outside of last week's <clears throat> tremors. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So this is oh my. Right? Oh right. <laughs> you gonna put so this, this on your tumbler? From 18th <laughs> from what? <laughs> our, our tumbler. <laughs> oh boy. From 18th Street Brewery. This is Deal with the Devil. That is a really cool. It's got uh, it's got Baphomet on the front. Which Can you see that, Mike? <clears throat> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now Baphomet's not actually the devil, is he? Uh, he, yeah, yeah. He's the Baphomet is like the uh, the materialized version of the devil. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure at least. You and I had a very long discussion, sort of a debate on Facebook about this. Ooh. That was so long ago, because I'm not on Facebook anymore. Back when the... It was a long time ago. It was when the Church of Satan in Detroit got the Baphomet statue. Correct. And I said, because the the Church of Satan is all about Satanism, that version of... Like the Anton... Yeah, that's not devil worship. That's not devil worship. Like the Anton LaVey version of Satanism, which is more about like... uh, It's it's kind of like, um, do what makes you feel good, right? Like you should spend your life, you should spend your life, uh, like 
primarily thinking about what what brings you the most joy and the most pleasure, right? Sure. But then they went and they they built this statue of Baphomet, which kind of seems antithetical to their entire. It's not though, because the entire idea of the entire idea of Lucifer, which I'm pre, I'm fairly certain that Baphomet is a, and this could be a correction for next week, but, I'm, but the way that I've always understood it is that Baphomet basically is a representation of Lucifer. Yeah. Um, and Lucifer's whole entire thing is that he didn't feel that God was above him. He felt that every person was their own God. Hence self-satisfaction, self-gratification, and all that stuff. So there are definitely parallels to it. But the Church of Satan doesn't believe in idols. No, but they take but they take that ideology. But they that, don't but they don't be, the but they don't believe in idols. No, but they, they don't believe it. So gentlemen, so so gentlemen. the so constructing so constructing a statue is antithetical to their their entire way of thinking. Well, I mean, that, it depends on what I you think consider that they an did idol, it. though. I, I think, think they... that they did it just for shock and awe. No, that's what I Baph- think. No, because Baphomet is most definitely uh, a, a figure in the Church of Satan. Like that's a, that's a thing. That's not like a shock and awe thing for no other reason. I mean, that that's not it's the f- Levian. It's a f- not the Levian Church of Satan. I'm I don't think. I'm fairly certain that it is. I mean, I'm gonna have to look into yeah, it. Obviously, this, this, I don't. This... I don't. I don't run in too many satanic circles, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do. I've just never asked these questions. Um, <laughs> But, I just, I just, I don't think like their whole thing is like uh, I mean, wor- worshiping I, the. I self. I do work at a Catholic church. Worshiping the <laughs> self, not worshiping idols, right? Yeah. So like, build, I, building a statue which is an idol. Yeah, we're gonna like have it's to come back. Totally to this. against what they believe in. We're gonna have to come back to this because I honestly don't know the correct answer. So. All right, let's come back. Well, to I'm it. not drinking that. <laughs> yeah, what are you drinking, Mike? That's a I've big got bottle. from Stone Brewery Vengeful Spirit IPA. Ooh, oh, kind of nice. covers kind of covers all facets of uh, the movies we're watching this week. Yeah, that's right. That's all right. right. All and right. also, I really liked your uh, pronunciation of the word facet just then. Facet. 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 <laughs> Did you um, read about the beer? No, not yet. Uh, oh. Do we have uh, there's, a? There's really not. Mike, read yours. We're gonna look ours okay. up real quick. Okay. Yep. Uh, this is a medley of tropical fruit juices, including pineapple, orange, and citrus, with a nice array of fruity and floral hops. This is about as refreshing as it gets, with just the right amount of malt and bitterness to carry this beer through to another sip, taste, pint, etc. Ooh, it's seven point three percent, fifty-seven IBUs. Nice. All right, so All deal right, with the devil got, here. Go, you fuck off. Oh wow. Okay. All right, brewed as a salute to our brothers at Spiteful Brewing. Deal with the devil is a beer that comes with a price. Our souls. After securing a box full of foolproof, sought-after hops, we came up with a juicy pale ale that's low in bitterness and huge in tropical flavors. This beer is unfiltered. Sediment may form. Just like sediment a, may form. Sediment may form. <laughs> I like their uh, their glasses. They're drinking out of a tulip glass on their website here. It's pretty awesome, actually. Uh, this is an eight point five percenter, so oh, not uh, not too crazy, but oh, a little crazy. Oh, mama. You know? It's like uh, it's like uh, it's not it's not tame like a child. It's tame like a child with like ADHD. You know. Sure, we'll that, go with that, that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Sure. Uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> I could cheers you in your life. You really, you the really fact can. that we have Zoom up <laughs> makes me confused. My small little Neanderthal brain. Mm, that's nice. It's okay. It's um, it's a beer. <laughs> I wish that I, I wish that I had something better to say about it. There's, there's nothing really all that impressive about it though. 
I mean, it tastes it tastes just like a. There's it's it definitely um you can taste the alcohol on like the back end of it. It sticks around a little bit. Yeah, it definitely does. Which is not actually my preferred back end on a beer. Honestly, like it. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say that it's it's. I'm not gonna say that it's bad, but it definitely leaves a taste in your mouth that's not the most pleasant thing in the world. It's a little bitter, and not in a good way. It is kind of bitter. Um, There's a lot of like um, fruitiness. But like, not the like fruit forward sort of like fruit citrusy. forward, but then it kind of leaves like it's yeah, it like slug trail in your mouth. Mm. <laughs> you know? Oh, the old snail trail. <laughs> the, the old snail trail. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> on your tongue. How's yours, um, Vito? This one's pretty good. It It's definitely tropical, very citrusy, and floral. It's not my favorite, though. I'm going to go ahead and say I yours sounds like this better than ours, though, in fairness. This is, I don't hate we have it, a better, We have a better can than you, probably, Yeah, the can but, is awesome. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't hate this, though. It's it's not bad. Yeah. It's not a yeah, bad This one has kind of like the, the stone gargoyle, but he's like tiki-ified. He's awesome. Ooh, yeah, love, that's cool. I do love tiki. He's, he is tiki-ified. You're right. <laughs> tiki-ified. Tiki-ified. Um, All right. And yeah. to go with those beers, we are, uh, obviously, we're talking about Annabelle and... Annabelle Creation. Yes, this is our second uh, Conjuring Universe episode that we said we were going to do every month or so. Wanniverse. Wanniverse. Sorry, the Wanniverse. I want to po- yeah. point out that a lot of people online call it the Conjureverse. The con- I've never even heard of that before. And that just... It's a pretty cool name. No, that sounds fucking... Pretty cool. No, it's dumb. <laughs> so I'm going to continue calling it the Wanniverse. The Conniverse. The con- or Conjureverse. Conjureverse. That's what they call it. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's the Wanniverse. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. That's <laughs> oh, pretty cool. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. You could call this our one-month anniversary of the first episode. <laughs> oh, right? Yes. Right? Whatever. You piece of shit. <laughs> that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. No. Ah, oh, damn it. The bleed feed. This is a slow going show for for whatever like two hours or so we're gonna get out of this show. It's gonna just know that we're spending about six hours recording it. Yeah. <laughs> the people don't need to know that. Well, they do now. Um, they don't you, need to see how the sausage is made. Well, speaking of speaking of speaking of sausage, you know what sausage is made up of? Dead things. Oh my so and assholes. <laughs> I knew it. Well, as this, soon guy, as... this guy, oh, no. was neither a, oh, this guy was God. neither a dick nor an asshole, but he is dead, so we're gonna talk about him. Um, okay, no, <laughs> rolling it back here. Um, we do have one death this week. Uh, rest in peace uh, to Clarence Williams the uh, third. Clarence Williams the uh, third, best known for his role in Tales from the Hood. Um, he's got a very, like I showed James, maybe not best known, but best known for our purposes. And yeah. For our purposes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, he's, he's pretty, uh, pretty well known from that movie for sure. Pretty iconic face from it. I know him. I know him best as Samson from, uh, half baked. Oh my God. I, that was, I want to talk to Samson. Oh my God. You're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, so he passed away this week at the age of 81. Uh, he passed away from colon cancer. Oh man. Um, that, you know what though? I will say this. He was 81 years old. Not that cancer is ever good, 
but at least it wasn't like 41 that you hear a lot of times you know yeah. like like fortunately he lived a or, very long or life or like last week when we had a, a, the, the 30 year old girl yeah. who passed away he lived he lived a long life and yeah. had a lot of like notoriety a lot of you know success so uh, so good on him um it still sucks though you know the big C is probably the worst thing in the world still um outside of tales from the hood though uh Clarence was also in Maniac Cop 2, Twin Peaks, and uh, some episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Nice. So he uh, definitely had some horror cred to him. So uh, rest in peace, Clarence Williams III. Rest in peace. All right, let's, uh, let's see here. Moving on to um, last week, James. Yeah. Last week, we talked about Tremors. Well, yeah, we did. This week, we're talking about Tremors. Uh, okay. In the news. Right. And in the nude. Um. So, uh, hold on. What? Oh, James is taking his pants off. Um, so when I say tremors, though, we're not actually talking about tremors, we're talking about the toxic <laughs> avenger. So you can make that jump. We just got, um, some, we just got some California nipple, <laughs> bro. You need to get out in the sun. You live in California, no, I'll burn. You're so white, I'll burn. You're so white. You want me to burn? <laughs> you remember that sketch comedy show, The Whitest Kids You The Whitest Kids oh, You Know? Oh, Whitest Kids You Know? Yeah. yeah. That's Mike, great. Mike was the poster child for that uh for that show. He's also the poster child for the slow stroke. <laughs> the slowest stroke you know. That's <laughs> What are you doing, man? You just stroke and you go. You you stroke and you're done with it. Can I Sorry, talk about uh, can I talk about Kevin Bacon here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Kevin Bacon this week uh, was announced to be joining the cast of the Toxic Avenger as another villain. So oh, now we have Kevin Bacon have, was in Tremors. We have oh, hey, thanks, Mike. I already <laughs> said that. Um, so we have Peter Dinklage playing the Toxic Avenger. We have Elijah Wood as one villain, and Kevin Bacon as another villain. This is shaping, and it's directed by Macon Blair. This is shaping up to be maybe the greatest cinematic venture in the f- history of film. I've seen, so I've seen I'm just putting that out there. I have seen all films. Yes, every one of them. Yeah. I've seen all of them and I uh I agree with you. Yeah, right? <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. This is going to be a romp. Um yeah, it's it's incredible. Uh I cannot wait for this movie. Um they're still casting, which means it's probably not going to be out for another year and a half or so. But yeah. like, bated breath, I am holding. That was very Yoda of saying that. But like, bated breath, <laughs> I am breath holding. I'm holding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very, very excited. Uh, moving on here, uh, Dan Trachtenberg's Predator movie, the new okay. Predator movie that's in, um, has found a home. Apparently, it's going to be coming uh, straight to Hulu. Really? Hulu's making some waves. Uh, they're, uh, they're, what? You just said that Just weird. you. <laughs> Hulu's making some waves. They are. Uh, not only are they getting the new Hellraiser movie, but now they're getting the new, uh, Predator movie. Nice. Which, uh, is pretty, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty, pretty good. Uh, so excited about that. I'm trying to get through this pretty quickly because we're already 50 minutes into this episode. Yeah, shut up. Um, let's see here, uh. You're getting uh speaking of the Toxic Avenger. Oh, are are you trying to get the are you trying to get through this quickly because we're fifty minutes into it, or are you trying to get through this quickly because you didn't take notes this week? Both. I'm doing I'm doing news on the fly. Because you spent five hours doing something else today. Yeah. I watched shows Ew. about people scamming scammers and it was amazing. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Um let's see here. Uh I'm a fan of trauma. You're a fan of trauma. Yeah. Hey Mike, are you a fan of trauma? No. But okay, uh, well, <laughs> for, 
for for the two That's fair. for the two thirds of Americans that are into trauma. This that, that was my study group. I feel <laughs> like two thirds of Americans are into trauma movies. <laughs> I am excited about the new Toxic Avenger, though. That's what I'm, but what I'm going go on. With. I have questions about the accuracy of this study. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, the AGFA is putting trauma films in drive-ins this summer, which wow. is exciting, and theaters. Really? Um, apparently, 70 different trauma films are going to be distributed throughout the U.S. in drive-ins and other theaters for uh, for people to watch, because that's what you do with movies. <laughs> uh, that's pretty exciting. A squeeze play, uh, Sergeant Kabuki <clears throat> Man NYPD, The Toxic Avenger, Class of Nukem High, Combat Shock, uh, Cannibal the Musical, The Children, just to name a few. They're all going to be coming back to theaters. That's pretty cool, though. And it's trauma, so they're probably coming, too. (laughs) But, um, yeah, there's there's Rabid Grannies is another one. Return of Nukem High. Oh, I love Rabid Grannies. Um, yeah, there's so many of them. Rabbit Grannies was a good movie. Trauma's War, Tromeo and Juliet. Like, there's Terror Firmer, Surf Nazis Must Die. Uh, classic, classic trauma movies. They're all coming back to theaters uh, in some capacity. So if you're into trauma, keep a lookout for it. That's exciting. Moving on. Um, guys, I don't know what you want from me this week. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how Capcom was facing some backlash for stealing some design from monsters from uh, Frankenstein's army. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Uh, there's another designer now that is suing Capcom for the exact same thing. Really? Capcom's getting their shit wrecked right now Wait. for stealing ideas. Okay. What is it? Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, let's see here. Uh, Capcom, uh, I'm reading this actually directly from Bloody Disgusting. Capcom is facing more allegations of using other people's ideas for several of their titles in a new lawsuit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jurek, uh, what's his name? Um, sorry, designer and photographer Judy A. Juriak has filed a suit against Capcom claiming that the developers used imagery from her 1996 book and CD combo surfaces visual research for artists, architects, and designers uh, for several of their Evil Dead titles without permission. Sorry, Resident Evil, Evil Dead? Resident Evil, yeah. Uh, without permission. Um, let's see here. Uh, it says like, uh, Devil May Cry is another series they've used and... Uh, Resident Evil 4 in particular. Mm-hmm. They stole images from her book and put them in there. So Allegedly. I, allegedly, but still, this is the second one now. Mm-hmm. If Capcom is just kind of blatantly stealing things and like thinking, well, we can get away with it, like I would like to so I'm looking that's at, crazy. I'm looking at the article now uh that you're that you're reading. Yep. Uh with the with the Frankenstein's army argument, they provided pictures. Oh, did they? To show. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, Re- oh don't yeah. Don't you remember that, when yeah, you talked yeah, about one, this? Yeah, yeah. There were some pretty blatant ripoffs. There were. In that one, especially like the propeller head one. Yeah, that was the main one that they were uh, bitching about. They're not providing any pictures in this one. Well, so just, I'm yeah, kind of curious I, as to what they're talking about, but. I'm wondering well, if Juri- the I, Romero estate is going to get after them for ripping off zombies. <laughs> I, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, zombies look just like. The Night of Living Dead Zombies. All right, smartass. Thanks, thanks, Mike. All right, um, let's see here. Brian Fuller, the uh, man that was behind the Hannibal TV series, uh, he is taking on directing a new take on Stephen King's Christine. Ooh. Which, uh, you know what? I feel like Christine could could be updated a little bit. It's a great story. 
It's a, but it's, it's a simple story. So I feel like they could do it without being completely blasphemous. Is it going to be like a smart car, though? Ooh, see, that would be blasphemous. See, that's that's that that's blasphemous. what I was just thinking. Like, you're saying that it needs, an, like, that it, it could stand to have an update? Sure. I, I disagree. Like, but if it, they... If they don't use the, what was it, a 58 Fury? But what if it was still a 58 Fury in modern times, though? Mm. Yeah, that's true. I suppose I could get behind they could, they it. Could, they could do it. But I, if they try and make it a fucking, like a, a 2008 Camaro, ooh, then I'm, I'm going to have some issues. One of those it. one of those SUV Mustangs that are out now. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. So the Mustang is no longer a car. It's a brand. SUV Mustang. I'm oh, looking yeah. it up oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. Um, anyway, this is uh, being put up by Jason Blum. It's a Blumhouse movie. Oh, it's actually uh, kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, Blumhouse is also uh, currently filming a new take on Firestarter. So they're oh. getting the Stephen King game with all this. Yep. Uh, nice. But anyway, though, so that there's no real news about this other than the fact that it's happening and Brian Fuller's behind it. But Brian Fuller is amazing. Um, he's done a ton. So um, this, is, this is all good news, in my opinion, until it's not. So, James, what's, uh, what's new on Blue? <laughs> oh man okay Listen, this so, is a bang up show this week guys. Yeah, I, I don't know what to yeah. tell you so. ne- next saturday before you go on your five hour youtube uh rabbit hole you have to you have to uh you have to do your notes so that i'm not left picking up your slack because so i you want me to do it the day after we record because i got all mine done five minutes before the show so you, started so you want me to get my stuff done the day after we record is what you're saying yeah, okay exactly <laughs> all right a, a quiet place part two um part two. which is which just came out yeah we'll be hitting we'll be hitting shelves on july 27th uh already look, yeah that's quick july yeah very so quick weird. two so two so basically like two months between the release date and the shelf date. you know what though that doesn't shock me okay. this movie's been in the can for so long and yeah. they pushed it back because the pandemic they probably just want to well, like get it out get it done with move on it like it's premiered probably... in new york in march of 2020 and then and then wait, so they, wait, wait, they actually yeah. played it in march yeah of 2020? i read that yeah. they yeah. actually played it for a live audience once. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Or I don't know how many times, but it was only in New York, and then they did not do the nationwide Wait. release. And then did they tell all the people that saw it, you have to keep quiet. quiet. <laughs> and people did. Delicious. Because I haven't seen a lot of spoilers about the movie. because yeah, they were put in there. Guys, nice. go see it. Oh. <laughs> I saw it. it uh, yeah, you, you saw this, what, last week? Uh, this week. Or, or a couple or days ago. A couple days ago? How was it? It was really good. Without giving anything away. Like I'm excited to talk about it. I've actually heard I've heard people say that this is not only not only an amazing sequel to the first, but possibly one of the best horror sequels ever. Ooh. That's I've actually I mean, I've heard people say that. You know what? That's not hard. To, I mean, not, that's not, really hard because there's some really great horror sequels there are, out there. Not but to it give is anything one away. Of, it is really good. It's a yeah. great sequel. Not to give anything away, have they seen Annabelle Creation? Cause fuck. <laughs> I don't know if you're joking or not. You'll find out. I guess we will. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, it looks like you're going to be able to pick up the two film collection on Blu-ray and digital, or the single film release of Quiet Place Two on Very 4K cool. Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital. Um, and last, there's only two this week because I decided not to put Cruella in here. It's not horror. horror. Cruella. I know it's not horror, which is why I wasn't. I wasn't really sure why that was popping up on. Huh? It's about a puppy murderer. I guess that's a sad, tragic. I guess that's horrific in a way. 
Yeah, I prefer yeah. kids getting murdered in my horror movies. So. True. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You're sick. All right. Uh, and this is one that we've actually already talked about, but this is just some details uh, about House of Wax from 2005, the collector's edition, which is coming out from Scream Factory. Uh, Scream Factory has released a detailed rundown of the extras and special features, which will include a new 2K scan of the interpositive, new Die My Darling, an interview with actress and debutante Paris Hilton. <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> you just had something in your throat. <laughs> may, may, maybe at one point in time. <laughs> uh, the tale of Blake and Paige, an interview with Rob, uh, with actor Robert Rick, is Ricard. The new, is the new interview conducted in night vision? Uh, I think almost everything she does is a night vision. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, organ grinder, an interview so with Vaney. <laughs> an interview with composer John Ottman. And to me, they lived and breathe. To me, they live and breathe. An interview with makeup effects artist Jason Baird. I wonder if I'm. Ooh. I'm. I, there's Ooh. not a lot of Bairds around. No, it's, it's it's pronounced Jason Baird. Oh, it's, it's J Baird. Okay, I can't like. <laughs> Think think about this as an outsider for a second, if you can. Yeah. You got you guys have known me for quite a while. If you saw then if you saw my last name, do you think that you would have any other thought in your mind other than how it's actually pronounced? No, because it literally is phonetic. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah, can nobody can say. They I can't barred. tell you. Bard. Bard. People say what bard. Do, bard. Or, an I. or or beard or braid. I've gotten braid quite a There's few no times. R. Too. Oh, that's, There's no dyslexic. R. There is an R, Mike. <laughs> not beard. Not, not after the. <laughs> They're dyslexic. Not, not after though. the B. Not after the B. Yeah. yeah that's that's why when people say braid. Yeah. That that's I know dyslexia. Know, They're dyslexic. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, I was I is. was about to say something mean, but yeah, you're right. Fuck those dyslexic people. <laughs> Dyslexia actually runs in my family, so I probably shouldn't make fun of it. Uh, and then that, that explains a lot, actually. And then there's a, maybe it originally uh, was braid. Then <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's oh veto for the win. That's pretty good. Uh, and then other than that, it's all uh, previously previously released features. So oh my, and God. that's it for blues. All right, so our last bit of news here is uh, pretty controversial between the three of us. Pretty controversial, because I know that two of us feel one way. At least, I know one of us feels one way. I know one of us feels another way. And James, you're kind of the wild card. Yes, I, I love already, Lu- I know what I you're love talking Lu- about. Yes, I love Lucy is an awesome show. Okay, so not what I'm talking about. So me and Vito... We're close. Very Rob close, Zombie though. is officially... He's officially confirming that his next movie is and will, in fact, be a remake of I Love Lucy. How do you feel about this? My favorite comment was on our our uh, our horror group that we're part of on Facebook that Alex King started yeah. from uh, Beyond, the, Beyond the Void. Uh, one of the guys says, I can't wait to hear, I can't wait to hear uh, Herman Munster call Eddie. A cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you little cocksucker. <laughs> um, 
I can see Grandpa Munster. Yeah. So, uh, so we, okay. We, so we so my, Rob my, Zombie my, dialogue. You missed my you missed my joke before because I said that uh, Rob Zombie was directing a new version of I Love Lucy. You missed that. Oh, I didn't hear but, that. Uh, yes, Rob Zombie is officially confirming. Uh, he can officially confirmed rather. Oh, did you say I love Lucy? That he uh, that he is directing <laughs> the new Monsters movie, which is something that we had talked about a couple months ago. Yeah, because it had leaked, but there was no official word about it. Um, but it is official. He is doing it. That was ended up being true. Okay, I personally so, well, am do you want my... super excited about this. Okay, so you're super excited super about excited it. About Vito it. is less than excited I d- about it. I don't care. <laughs> well, you don't care. You're indifferent. No, well, he thinks I, it's gonna I just suck. don't expect anything. That's all. Um, I like I like Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. I like his. I like some of his movies. I think that he's gonna. I think that he's gonna get away from his. As do I. I think he's gonna get away from his Rob Zombie esque. He has too much respect for this franchise. Well, he's to, to make it a Rob Zombie. I mean, movie. he literally has a fight. That the Dracula video is him driving around in the monster mobile. In like, the Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think that he, I think that he, and he's also been talking about wanting to get away from what people expect of him. This is a man like that he's tried got this... for like 10 years to get that hockey movie off the ground. Right. It was going to be literally nothing like anything he's ever done before. Right. It was basically a docu, a docudrama about the Philadelphia Flyers. Right. Like, he's been wanting to do something outside of his germ pool for forever. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we even saw when we saw 31, there was a, a behind the scenes thing that played uh, after the movie, I believe it was, mm-hmm. where he was interviewed about it. And he literally said in that interview, the only reason that he made 31 is because that's the only kind of movie the studio would finance. Yeah. So like. Oh, because he even talked. What was the name of that hockey movie? Uh, I, 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 was there a name for it? There was. Yeah. Broad it Street. Was, Broad, Broad Street. Broad, Broad, yeah. Broad yeah. Broad Street. Broad Street. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what it was. And, that, he, that was it. and he talked about it in that interview. He's like, I've been trying to get this hockey movie made for years yeah. and years and which years. Have, and I kept which, pitching it. And he's like, Which I would love have this. been a complete departure from what he normally does. And and the, the studio's like, nah, no, we don't like that. What else do you have? And he's like, Well, I've got this other idea where these people are trapped inside this maze with a bunch of clowns and shit. And they're like, Yeah, let's do that one. Yeah. So like he, I think Rob Zombie is very well aware that he's trapped within his own bubble, and he's been trying to do something different. This is like that perfect catalyst to be like, oh, it's still story, it's it's still horror, so it's still Rob Zombie, but it's also this whole other way of like writing that genre. Yeah, and I I think that he knows very well that if he Rob Zombified it, he'd get lambasted for it. Yeah. Um, and he's, and I think he's way too much respect for the source material to fuck it up. I do too. I personally. do too. Like, I don't think, yeah, I don't, cause I've always, he's, well, everybody t- talks about it. He's got that sort of like, <laughs> like that white trashy, like potty mouth thing. Yeah. Just like, he's got it locked in. Oh yeah. 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 He's, yeah. he, he is the best at what he does when it comes to that kind of film. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. We haven't seen um, anything from him that's not rated R or worse. Yeah. I, I can't right? see that. that the yeah, Monsters no. is not going so. to be rated R. I know Mike, Mike, Mike's like, well, it could be. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Monsters, <laughs> Monsters is not going to be rated R. Uh, I like I, have, Mike, I think Mike is expecting Grandpa to start calling. What's the wife's name? What's the what's Herman Munster's wife's name in the Munsters? Uh, I forget. Um, 
I, I can't think of her name, but like I think Mike, the first two the first two names that popped into my head were Elvira and Morticia. And that's Elvira well, and I, Adam's I, family. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, uh, uh, Elvira is going to be in it apparently. Oh, really? As is Richard Brake. Dick Brake's going to be in Dick it. Dick Brake. Uh, uh, Jorge Garcia, who's in some other stuff. Jeff Daniel Phillips. Jorge Garcia, who's in some Actually, other stuff. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's news here that I didn't even realize because I'm. What is it? Oh my. Sherry. So Sherry and uh, Sherry Moon Zombie. Of course, she's going to be in it. You know that. But like Sherry Moon Zombie and Jeff Daniel Phillips are going to be playing Lily and Herman Munster. Jeff Daniel Phillips is Herman Munster. I'm into that. I'm actually really into that. So here's the thing, though. The, the weird thing about this is that this is his typical cast of characters, but I still have faith that they're not going to be but, so zombie for type me, characters. It's not like I'm thinking they're going to just do... I was joking when I'm like, oh, they're all going to be like rednecks. Or, no, it's it's more just like I haven't seen anything that shows me... I guess it's a taste thing, which is fair. Like, you know, he's not my bag, and that's fine. Uh, but I don't. We'll see. I, I'm actually very curious to see how he pulls this off. I'm just not. I wouldn't bet money on it. Uh, it's going to be good. I don't know, I'm um, into it. Li- Lily Monster, by the way, is the Lily. name of the wife. So my point um, is, Mike. Mike's waiting for like Grandpa to talk to Lily, be like, "Oh, you fucking cunt! Yeah, like, you cunt, bitch! <laughs> just let me sleep. It's you not going to happen. It's not. No, gonna it's not. That's, I, that's, I don't. I, I don't just think said that the opposite. I don't think that. I don't think that he can. It's the monsters. It's it's a it's a it's a beloved family friendly. Yeah, but can monsters. he do a good monsters movie? Yeah, that's it's the, the big. That's the question but, in everyone's mind. But that's the thing. He's making the monsters, not the cunsters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand. That. <laughs> I don't. But know does about, he have like the talent to pull it off? Yes. We'll I don't know about yes, Jeff. I don't know about Jeff Daniel Phillips as uh, as Herman though. He's gonna be under such heavy prosthetic. Like, don't think of him as Jeff Daniel Phillips. For, no, I know, instance, but like, but like, picture Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn as as Herman. Don't like, you remember Jeff Daniel Phillips as the caveman from the Geico commercials? Yeah, but that's a totally different look. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, Fred Fred Gwynn. Like, even without the prosthetic forehead, had sort of a he did a he head did. sort so, of a a big. <laughs> A big gumpy so then who else Frankenstein looking motherfucker look to him. Who would you rather do it? Um oh, uh Brad uh Bradley Chief Hopper. <laughs> no, uh what's his name? Bradley uh Cooper. Oh Sheriff Hopper, sorry. No no no. Uh uh the dude from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh Brad Dorf. No, that's not Oh Dorf. yeah Brad Garrett. I, Garrett. Brad, Brad Garrett. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Actually, that would I actually think he be would great. be perfect. Yeah. I, I could see that. See, Rob Zombie gets too stuck in this. Like, I have to put all of my same people in movies all the time. Like, st- I, the- I respect that to a certain degree. Like, you know, like Quentin Tarantino will use a lot of the same actors. Um, but he'll branch uh, out too. Um, uh, Scorsese will use a lot of the same actors, stuff like that. But with Rob Zombie, his type of filmmaking. The fact that he uses the same actors all the time, it's like you can't get away from what, like, like having watching watching Bill Mosley call somebody a cocksucker as he saws his head off makes it hard for me to see Bill Mosley in any other light. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't know. I disagree. I think that's down to performance. I would. I can see Robert. I know. I can see Robert Englund in tons of other roles. 
I can see King yeah. Otter in tons of other roles. It, I can see Tony Todd in tons of other roles. But you like, don't. You don't. Yes, you do. I, sure, you do. I mean, they're they're typically like. Well, they get typecast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do, but, but like, I don't know. Whatever. But my uh, thing is like what what Rob Zombie likes about Munsters might not be the same thing as what I like about Munsters. So he's gonna bring what he likes about Munsters to it. And I'm just assuming that it's not gonna mesh with what I like. That's well, all. That's I, fair. I think it'll be interesting. I mean? Like with 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 it being such a polarizing idea, I think it'll be interesting to see it how will we be all interesting. feel about it. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah. I, I agree. I'm excited for it though personally. I can't yeah. wait oh, to yeah. see it. Yeah, so. I, I I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be cool. All right. Um that is all I got. We need to move on here because this episode's getting long. Oh it'll What's be your fun. favorite Munsters episode, by the way? Get fun. I'm just kidding. All right. Just... We're going uh... I like I like I like the one where Herman Munster joins the baseball team. Um, I like. I actually prefer the uh, the episode um, that deals with uh, abortion and sex education. Jesus, that's my. That's I like my, my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> the movie or the episode? <laughs> the movie. It's <laughs> nothing to do with the must. It's Fred Gwynn. <laughs> uh, all right, we're oh gonna take God. a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about dolls. Dolls. Just. And how James played with them when he was a tyke. Do you prefer Ken or Barbie? Ken, obviously. Depends on who was scissoring. <laughs> Ken's got that tan skin and those banging calves. Oh, and that... Ken all day. And that non-dick. <laughs> it, it was good. I always have to make things weird. We'll be back. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, y'all. Annabelle, all right, y'all. Annabelle from 2014. All right, y'all. <laughs> all right, all right, y'all. Annabelle from 2014, directed by John R. Leonetti, and uh, written by Gary Doberman. Written by Gary Doberman. Now, now I actually don't... didn't realize that Gary Doberman wrote both of these Annabelle movies. I knew that he did one of them. I did not realize it was both. But uh, Doberman, who is famous for the It movies, right? The new It movies. I mean, he's famous mm-hmm. for a bunch of things. And a bunch but... of other things. Um, don't you gloss over John yeah. Leonetti though? Don't you oh, dare! I, I, you do. I, you do know that, but you do know what John Leonetti did, right? The Conjuring. Um. No. Oh wait, hold no, on. no, 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 no. He uh, was the uh, he was the cinematographer. Hold, hold on. He was the cinematographer. Hold on. Conjuring. Was it? Uh, did we talk about it a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Um, it's only the greatest cinematic achievement <laughs> of all video game movies. Uh, hey, Josh Etner. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this movie's amazing, and it's Lambert. You fuck. I will okay, go on. <laughs> I will. Aside from the Lambert thing, which I agree with, I will disagree with everything else. Did he direct Annihilation? His very first movie he ever directed was Mortal Kombat Annihilation, followed by his next movie, The Butterfly Effect Two. Oh, mama. <laughs> followed by Annabelle. He also, uh, uh, and then followed by that was uh, Annabelle. And uh, yeah. Okay, so. So there you go. So Which, that, within, that within, means... within two movies, he jumped from Mortal Kombat Annihilation to Annabelle. 
Do you know what's interesting about that too? James Wan produced Mortal Kombat 2021. Yeah, dude, this is all connected. Oh, it's all wow. connected. It's the Wanniverse. <laughs> yeah. I say, I say what you, you can I, argue. <laughs> say say what you will about the like It's the uh, I want more verse. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what it is. Um so <laughs> So y- you say jumping from Annihilation to to Annabelle like it's like within, some within two movies like it's some great feat. Yeah. Did you not like Annabelle? Oh, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. Interesting. So it's, okay. It's it's not. I've been playing this very coy because you always give me shit for giving away like my feelings on movies. Yeah. Right. Um, I. I was so okay. So I knew that I liked the Conjuring movies, right? Yeah, yeah. I, there's parts that I didn't like. Sure, obviously. yeah. I, I had issues with like the way they did some of the ghosts and whatnot, you know, because mm-hmm. you know me and my. You ghosts. don't like human-looking ghosts. No, this the, these two movies corrected all of the wrongs from the Conjuring. Like I, I love. Okay, whoa, I hold on. You're loved, getting in some weird territory here. I loved both these movies a lot. I wow, okay. I, didn't, I really did. I really did. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't dislike either of them. Okay. I will say that. Uh the conjuring movies is it here's the deal. Like we're the three of us are planning on doing this whole Wanniverse yep. series. At the end of this, just to let you guys know, we need to rank these from That's fine. From That's mm-hmm. from worst worst to first, right? Fair. Worst to first. Um, like so uh, I'll I'll save my I'll save my overall feelings for Annabelle until we get to the end of this discussion. But yeah, I I, I did I did like it. I enjoyed it. I was entertained by it. Mm-hmm. But I have I have my feelings. I have my feelings as far as where it sits so far in the Wanniverse for me because me, I've only ever seen The Conjuring and The Conjuring Two. Allow me to and rephrase. Then these two movies. Let me to rephrase. I was pleasantly surprised by them because I always dismissed both of these movies as being shitty spinoffs. So okay. I was I was very pleasantly surprised, um, especially by one of the movies. I'll tell you which one I, I liked more at the end. Oh man! But by one of the movies, I was very pleasantly, very pleasantly surprised. Okay, all right. Um, Annabelle, though, uh, like you said, from 2014, uh, a couple begins to experience terrifying supernatural occurrences involving a vintage doll uh, shortly after their home is invaded by satanic cultists. If you would have told me that this movie was basically the Manson family <laughs> it was. breaking in and killing a woman, I would have been like, you're crazy. Uh, guess what? Turns out that's pretty much what it was. This was... Uh, uh, this was... Um, uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say, but I'll just move into who was in this movie because I. <laughs> the girl that plays Mia is very interesting. Uh, Anna, Annabelle Wallace. Her name's Annabelle. Her name's Annabelle. Jesus. Crazy. Which Crazy. is which is Latin for total babe. Yeah. Uh the mom. Yeah. Right. Peaky Mia. Blinders. Yeah. What, what other what other one was in the movie besides <laughs> the kids? Yes, the mom. Yeah, Annabelle <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> I was just making sure that I was talking about the right person, but yes. Well, Evelyn. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Alfre Al- Woodard was uh, was. Uh, is that how you say your name, Alfre? Uh, I love Alfre. Alfre is it Alfre? I'm Alfre. It's Alfre. I fucking love Alfre Woodard. She's amazing. She was in. She was in uh, the Luke Cage Netflix series. Um, oh. Here's the, here's here's the thing about Alfre Woodard. We're kind of jumping all over the place. Um, she is, she was, she played, uh, Evelyn, who was like the, um, 
book, uh, uh, she, bookstore she was a book, owner. Yeah, she's a bookstore owner, bookstore but she owner. also had like a, a knowledge of the occult and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Here's the thing about her, though. She played the um, the bad guy in the Luke Cage series. Oh, really? She has stru- such a strong presence about her. Like, she, like her entire aura is beautiful to me like beautiful in like a dark sadistic kind of way but like you look at her though she looks evil because she's really good at playing that type of role but i know her i know her from hearts heart and souls (laughs) (laughs) she's not evil at all i was gonna say because i haven't seen her as a villain like she just seemed like the she seemed like the very uh like the like the motherly yeah, positive presence in this movie. Yeah. So even Luke Cage, when she played the the bad guy, like she was the main bad mom, basically, mm-hmm. if you will. She she was very sadistic, and so she comes off. She was a senator as well, so she has one side of her that comes off as like senator. Oh, so she's great, she's, right? So she's just a politician, exactly. What but saying. but her her personal side though was very much the sadistic evil person, and in this movie, because I had known that side of her, mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, in this movie. To know that her character was a little bit damaged, a little bit like did, did it you keep, played right? Did into you keep expecting everything. there to be a like a dark turn where I she, did. Like, I did. thought there where, was going to be a twist with her. Could, yes, because yeah. I actually did too. Like the fact that she was so she was like this nice, friendly book uh, bookstore oh, owner. Oh, oh, baby, come over here. Oh yeah, like she can. I'll uh, tell you anything you need to know. Tour the neighborhood. Yeah, because I <laughs> yeah, that, that it, it's like she was almost <laughs> she was almost too friendly. And then I expected her to. I expected her to be involved at some yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, right? like oh, oh shit! It turned out she like she was manipulating the, the situation she, the whole something. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I was glad to find out that she wasn't. Uh, Agreed. Um, this. So okay, like, let's first of all let's run down. So we said Annabelle Wallace played yeah. uh, Mia, the uh, the 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 wife. Mm-hmm. You watch Peaky and, Blinders, and mother. right, James? What's that? Peaky Blinders. Of course, I was yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say. I know her best from Peaky Blinders, but I didn't. Did you watch Peaky Blinders? I've. Oh, you Vito? Uh, season one. I'm on season two of it. Bro, yeah. Do you like it so far? Yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. Grace. <laughs> She's. I, I can only do the Arthur voice. <laughs> Peaky fucking blinders. Um, her husband John is played by seven-time Super Bowl champion, um, Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> does that guy not look like Tom Brady? Uh, he did a little bit. He Ward looks like Horton. a very young Tom Brady. His yeah. name is Ward Horton, which, which, dude, his name sounds like a disease. Bro, change your name. <laughs> like you're trying to be a famous actor, change your name so that it's not Ward Horton. Uh, Ward Horton. Uh, Tony Amendola. He's in a ton. Of I mean, stuff. classic. God, I know. Yeah. I know him best from uh, Dexter, right? No, I know him best from Zorro. Oh, okay. He was in Dexter a lot too, though. Mm. Um. Uh, he kind of was creepy in this. Oh yeah, and I don't yeah. know if it was intentional or not. Well, yeah, like even when he wasn't like the the weird possessed, right uh, version of of Father Perez. <laughs> like he when he's creep- like wanting to take her picture, I'm yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and see, <laughs> like, I didn't know where they were going with that. Like, yeah, what I thought was I I because I I didn't know a ton about this movie going into it. I thought that he was gonna go and develop that picture. And he was going to see like, and this is what I wish would have happened because I think that it would have been a more powerful reveal. I wish that he would have went and developed that photo and there would have been like a presence. Like an omen type thing? Well, like a shadow behind them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Because he made a, it was a, it, he made a very specific conscious effort to go up and like, oh, I need a picture of you, and then like, oh no, hold her, like hold the baby oh. in front of you, and like I was hoping to see almost like a, almost like a, what was the movie the the, uh, the Japanese ghost movie where it like one of the j horror movies where a person takes the a picture grudge, of the, the eye is it, I, the mirrors um, it might I, be it might be the grudge where there's a photo camera. that's taken where there's a photo that's taken and then when it develops you can see the ghost literally sitting on the shoulders of the person do you know what i'm talking oh, about yeah. oh what no movie, i don't know what, what was, was that because oh, it was fucking fuck. creepy yeah uh but that's what i was picturing like i was picturing I was picturing him developing that photo and then she would have like, you know, like the shadow of the demon standing behind her or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of where I wanted, wanted them to take it. But uh, let's let's jump back to the beginning here because the beginning of this movie is very important to the end of creation. Well, it's the start it's of spo- the Conjuring. It's the hey, same beginning as the Conjuring, yeah, actually. Exactly, exactly. I will say that. I will say. Oh this. yeah. Uh, One thing that I'm very impressed about this entire series so far is that they interconnect every movie beautifully. Yeah, they really do. Like mm-hmm. you could. Like, this is a series where once. Um, so the third Conjuring movie just came out, right? So you could literally reorganize these movies in a set order. And it could be like one long running movie, at mm-hmm. least up until this point that we've seen them. Yeah, uh, they really do connect every movie fucking beautifully. Yeah, um, which is that's good attention to detail, which is missing from a ton of series. There's a few plot holes, and like there's a, a incon- there, there's there a are inaccuracy there as well. Oh, there is. I I rewatched the beginning of The Conjuring, and it says it takes place in 1968 when the nurses are talking about Annabelle. Yeah, but this movie must be taking place in 1969 because they're talking about the Manson murder of Sharon Tate on the TV in the beginning. They are? Yeah. They talk about they... the Manson family but, at the, but the, at beginning... the ranch. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because no, the, no. the beginning of The Conjuring is no. afterwards because the three no, girls it's 19, that are talking... It says 1968 and The Conjuring. They're, no, no they're, no, they're talking about... They're talking about the murder of... They're talking about the murder of the Higgins family at the hand of... Annabelle and the and the no, other no 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 it's it's Mia they? and John in their living like she's I think she's getting ready for bed and she has a TV on and a news report is talking about the Manson family. Why are oh, you is why, it? why are you watching a family get ready for bed? That's creepy. Yeah, what a weirdo. It, it's the movie we're watching, guys. <laughs> I, are they are oh they really are they really? I didn't I didn't pick up on that. Uh, yeah, I I think they even mentioned Sharon Tate. Oh, for fuck's did you sake. not get that? I don't remember no. if they did or not. No, I, I didn't. Because that's what set up the whole like beginning of then the home invasion thing. Yeah, well, I know I mean, they. I know yeah, they talked def- about satanic murders, but did they actually say the Manson family by name? They I mentioned I a, like a, f- a family at the ranch, which is very Manson family. I thought it's they very Manson family like. Yes, yeah, but, but, but it wasn't them. But this mm. is fiction, so it's like you're kind well, of. I know. But it was you know, like it, it's clearly happening in the late '60s. This is sure. Place. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So um, maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to rewatch it and give you guys a correction next week. But I, almost, I don't. I thought they said Sharon Tate. I don't think. I don't remember hearing them say Sharon Tate. I don't think you're wrong in 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 the idea though that it was heavily inspired by the the Manson murders for sure. Right. Um. So so at the like I said, the beginning of this movie ties in very nicely with the end of creation. Yes. In that, not the very beginning, what you were talking about, where the girls are talking about the. Uh, because the nurses 
actually the yeah. yeah the very opening of this movie is I the, have to imagine that's where the third movie either ends or no it's the beginning of the conjuring no no the, the, the third Annabelle movie though I have that to we imagine. haven't seen yet ha- oh. deals with those three girls oh yeah yeah, yeah. I in, have the, to in the apartment yeah, yeah 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 so yeah so again it's it all kind of loops back on itself mm-hmm. so in the beginning of this movie you see basically the the, the exact it's not basically it's it is it is the scene it's the from scene, yeah. the conjuring. Mm-hmm. where they're talking to Ed and Lorraine Warren. And then it moves into this story about uh, Mia and John. Um, in Santa getting, Monica, by the get, way. Getting ready to welcome their their baby into the world, their mm-hmm. baby. And, hey, baby. Uh, and and then uh, uh, the the creepy cult killings that happen with the, the Higgins next door. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to twist the two stories together. Well, here, John is a med student or in med school, and, and his wife, Mia, collects dolls. So yeah. he got her a gift. Okay, so first first thing that I took away from this movie, never marry a woman that collects fucking creepy dolls. Yeah, correct. Are you goddamn kidding me? Right. And then Even, the, even though my mom did it? And then any woman that decorates the nursery with said dolls, that's fucking child abuse. Uh, that is fucking child abuse. Uh, it's, I think that's a bit heavy-handed. <laughs> but like, um, How did you turn out? Exactly. <laughs> fuck off. I'm awesome. So, <laughs> did you have dolls? My, mo- you... my mom did have a lot of there porcelain is, dolls when, there we, is, when really, we were younger. There is nothing creepier than porcelain, like a ton of porcelain dolls around your house. There's yeah, she had a creepier. lot. I had an aunt that did it, too. I hated going over there <laughs> for that exact reason. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Shit. Yeah, they're not great. <laughs> no, they're not no, awesome. They're terrifying. They're terrifying. Um, yeah. So she. Uh, so she's uh, pregnant with mm-hmm. her kid. Uh, she clearly does not understand what bed rest is. Also. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. She's she's terrible at bed rest. She said no on bed rest, and then she's getting up and getting dressed every day and walking well, around the house. It's worth mentioning that like, the reason she's on bed rest is because she was stabbed in the pregnant belly by a psychopath cult member nah that's not important oh no okay never um, mind we'll just gloss over that <laughs> let's part skip over the coolest part of that's the home the, invasion that's the coolest part yeah, that's Mike. the coolest it was one of the coolest part like i did not know there was a home invasion element to this yeah. movie i didn't either and i was like this is cool this is yeah. a sweet backstory to annabelle that actually scene where she gets stabbed on the side is like pretty well oh. even the neighbor seeing the neighbor yeah. through the window and like the blood splatter on the wall and like you're like what the hell's happening and this oh, girl's yeah, in their yeah. house and she's yeah. like I like your dolls. Oh, <laughs> that part was creepy as hell. The the creepiest thing about like these types of stories when you're dealing with ghosts or demons or whatever is when you they took the time to ground it in reality and humanity first. Like mm-hmm. It doesn't start off with a ghost story. It starts off with two creepy cult members actually inside her house. And yeah. like when you first see Annabelle, quote unquote, the the human walking like behind her in the shot, you go, "Why is there a ghost in this shot?" All like, it's really yeah. weird. But and then do, she says okay. and then she says, "I like your dolls." So I and have then, And then all of a sudden this other Charlie Manson looking motherfucker's coming out of nowhere and stabbing her in the belly. And then you realize, oh, this is actually a real home invasion. Like yes. these are real people. So it's funny that you mentioned the ghost just now. Yeah. Because when what's one of my main criticisms you of You don't ghost like when movies? ghosts look like humans. And what's my one of my main criticisms of demon movies? You don't like when demons look, look like, like humans. Humans. Yes. <laughs> these movies, yeah. they do everything right. 
everything. But the, the ghosts demon, look like humans. The yeah, demon, the ghosts look like humans. <laughs> the demon looks like a demon, though. Yeah. Like when you, yes. And, and, and yes. it's hidden creepily yeah. all over these movies. Yeah. Perfectly. It was literally only, what we're talking only, about with, like, Valak in Conjuring yes, 2. Yes, there's like, only this one is or two times. There's only one or two times when you see the demon like in any kind of a light, mm-hmm. and it's barely that you see it, right? The ghost, yes, you see the ghost presenting as a human, but it's being presented as a human that is there, but then gone the next second. It's not like a, it's not like a ghost that interacts with them. When the ghost actually interacts with them, there's really cool ways between these two movies that they they use the ghost figure. The coolest way was the. The little girl to adult to girl. The door closing. Yes. The door oh. closing. That yeah, was the so door closing. Running, she just starts running. running. Oh, yeah. so creepy. That was so that was cool. cool. So creepy. But here's the thing, though, is that what you're what you're thinking of as a ghost, spoiler alert again, you're thinking of that as the ghost of that girl that was never a, that was never a girl. No, but no, but the creepy part about it is that there was never a ghost either. It was the demon right. using the 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 imagery of the girl mm-hmm. as a ghost right like the ghost was a puppet just as much as the Annabelle there are like like let's just lay this out there are no ghosts in either of no, these movies not. it's so just Annabelle's the demon. a conduit but, but when they right. demonic and, and then every time you see the the figure of of a human ghost it's always the demon but they still present that human type figure as a ghost, and the way they do it between the two movies is incredible. Yeah. And by the way, I incredible. just want to qu- quickly say my expectation for this movie was a killer doll running around. Yeah. So that's why, like, all of a sudden you get a home invasion, and then I that's... saw like ghosts, what I thought were ghosts at the time. Like I'm yeah. like, oh, this is movie is not what I expected yeah, at all. It's yeah. it's very much. I dismissed both of these movies very fast because I'm like, oh, there's shitty spinoff movies from The Conjuring. Like right, I I just dismissed them, um, and I really um, am happy that I was proven wrong on these movies because mm. they're really. I will I will actually say this. I think that the so far, I've only seen two of the three Annabelle movies. Mm-hmm. I think this is contender for probably one of the stronger spin-off like series that I've ever seen. Oh they're, yeah. They're that good. They yeah. really are yeah. that good. Yeah. Yeah. Um they're very they also have like their their fair share of very paranormal activity type stuff. Where like you just see kind of hauntings throughout the house without like and there's no explanation. It's just like the the main character, the mom, what's her name? Uh Mia. Mia Mia, Mia will will see something and then they don't pay it off. It's just a thing that happens. Like there's mm-hmm. they like, don't they like, don't like in the background. Every like she's just thing. sleeping and like uh someone walks by. Yeah, in yeah. The room. Or, you'll, oh, yeah. or you'll hear like, a door open, but they oh. don't really figure out what it was. Right, like, right. It's 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 very creepy and extremely well done. But that's and not the scariest part for Mike in this movie. The scariest the... part is when Mia requests pickles and mustard. Oh my god, I I have a note about that. I literally have a note about that. I have a note too, just off the top of my head. Pickles with mustard is fucking delicious. Yeah. I have another note. Get fucked. I thought of you when that scene <laughs> happened, by the yeah, way. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> like, Mike's going to love this part. <laughs> did anybody else get the impression, too, that there is uh, an ode to another classic horror movie in this? The fact that her name is Mia, and then the carriage that she uses oh, to walk around is uh, very Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby, Oh, yeah. no. Very, I, mean, I didn't think about that. I mean, like Especially a... with the, 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 the buggy being pushed into traffic and getting hit by the uh, garbage truck is very oh Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which that actually brings and, and to one of my favorite parts was the drawings on the stairs. Oh my god! Oh so, yeah, that I was told really James. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So 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 James, I had watched this movie earlier in the week, and James was I'm getting ready to watch it, and I thought that he had already watched a like, half of it, and they go, "Oh, so you've already seen one of the most disturbing crayon drawings of all time?" And James uh, is like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> was it not though?" Yeah, I'm no. I just it would just I mean, you I don't hyped know what, it up. I don't know That's, what your kids Mike, have you drawn, hyped it up and you ruined I've, it for James. I've I've drawn some really disturbing shit with Cram before. Like what? <laughs> yeah, because as as the guy says, you're you were a kid with an overactive imagination. That's all that was. Come on. It's a crayon drawing of a baby getting run over by a fucking car with a pool of blood. Not just one drawing, though. Like, like on, a series of drawings of the truck getting closer and closer of, and closer, a, and then there's bloody splatter of the baby. It was a flip book, basically. <laughs> yes, oh, my gosh. Um, and that's what, like, what you just mentioned. That was one of the things that I found most fr- frustrating. The, the husband was more understanding than than most husbands i think in in a lot of movies but to a fault but at the same time yeah like his his understanding of the situation his uh him being him being like the supportive understanding husband almost came across as like he's he's over like he's leaning too much into the into like he's uh turning too much into the skid you know what i mean like he was being like, oh yeah, yeah, only, whatever, whatever only you in say. The, only in the to second the point half where he wasn't movie, actually though. believing her at all. You know only I mean? in the second half of the movie, mm-hmm. he turned on a dime, which was kind of well, one of my problems with that character. Hmm. Like, like I, well, originally, I kind of saw it as just like he wanted to believe her, but he just didn't. Well, originally and he, he just looks at wants to support her, but he can't. Well, yeah, he looks at like the crayon drawings and, and he makes a joke out of it. He goes, his rebuttal of those drawings is, is our daughter would never do this. Look at this; the proportions are all off. Like was, she would never draw something. That was like, pretty funny, though. <laughs> it was no, it was funny, but the thing is, he doesn't believe her. Like, he's trying to make light of the situation yeah. because right. he thinks his wife is being ridiculous. Yeah. But then, like later on in the movie, it's like. Once they call the priest in to kind of check things out, he literally turns on a dime and he goes from not believing to like completely believing out of nowhere. Well, I think it was the because the I priests think, believe. Yeah. I think he yeah, trusts the priests more than his wife in that aspect. It was still right. really quick though. He Just went from like kind he of went from hot to guy. cold super quick, in my opinion. Um Yeah, that that's a fair yeah, point. I don't know. Like and then you have Elfrey. That comes into the story. Mm-hmm. Alfrey, she, uh, Mia goes to the bookstore, try to learn stuff about the, the you know, ghosts or demonic possession because she feels like there's something going with the house. And, uh, and Alfrey's character, she, um, what's her name? Evelyn. Uh, Evelyn. Uh, Evelyn. Evelyn is creepy from the get go in this movie. Like, I you always, you always, because she was creepy. creepy. I didn't think so. Creepy as in you always get the impression that she knows more than she's letting on. Oh, but, yeah. But, but really, she, doesn't like she does I, but she doesn't like i took it as she wants to help but didn't know how to like offer it well, without sounding like she, a crazy person because <laughs> she she's experienced her own things but like she didn't know anything about the story that they were being that was being told but she was sort of set up to where she did and like you're kind of waiting for that foot to drop and it never really comes which i think is gr- a great misdirect honestly like i'm not gonna i'm not saying that's a bad part of the movie it's a great misdirect um but it does kind of take you into a different place with her character i thought um, mm-hmm. so, so Evelyn, in my mind, just having, having seen, so I, I, when I saw her and the way her character was acting, I thought of another character from another movie, which was, I 
think if I got this right, uh, Joan from Hereditary. Okay. So Joan was um, Joan was the woman who uh, Tony Collette's character Annie goes to to like talk you know oh, talk yeah. through things. Sure. And she's like this, just this really like friendly, like oh sweetheart, like anytime you need help, like just I'll I'll be here for you. And she's like Is your this best a friend, right? Alert for her- uh, Hereditary. Oh wait, have you not seen Hereditary? No, I've seen it. I'm just thinking oh, of the okay. listeners. <laughs> yes, this is a spoiler alert for Hereditary. But then it turn it turns out that Joan, right, is kind of involved with the entire thing the entire yeah. time. Like that that was the vibe that I was getting from uh from Evelyn. Like I didn't get a creepy vibe yeah. from her because when you see Joan, you don't get a creepy vibe from her. You're just like, "Oh, this is a really friendly lady who just wants to help out." And then there's a turning point. I was waiting for that turning point with Evelyn. Yeah, like she was just really friendly and because helpful. Because she gave and then, off this yeah. aura, though, that she knew more than it was like when yeah. she when she saw that scar on her arm, and then she like she chalked it up to oh, you know like my daughter died yeah. and I it, tried to kill it myself. Kept me on the fence though. Yeah, that's the thing is like, like I, I wasn't I thought sure there, until she got time. like until she got like cunt punted out into the out into the um <laughs> the hallway by the demon. I thought that she was somehow going to be involved with it yeah. in, a, in a way. Yeah. And that I, was kind of the turning point for and me. And I definitely did not expect her ending. See, no. That was that was the one thing about well, there was I got to talk was, about the ending. There was quite a bit about this movie that I didn't like. That was that was one part that I that yeah. was one of the parts that I didn't like. Same. It was just it was just so abrupt. Like well, it kind of was. I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. Like it wasn't even, just that. It like they are are we just spelling it all yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So like, what happens is uh, Mia is being tricked by the demon to think that the demon's going to take her baby's soul unless Mia sacrifices her own soul and jumps out the window. Right. The whole and idea. What happens, the whole idea, real quick, is that babies cannot offer up their own souls. So right. And Mia doesn't know and a, that. And a demon can't just take a soul. You yeah. have to offer yeah. your soul. And up. Mia doesn't know that, so it's like, oh shoot, she's about to do that. But Evelyn rescues her and takes her place. Right. However, Evelyn has this backstory about her daughter dying in a car crash. And Evelyn, after she her daughter dies, she tries to commit suicide, but she was visited by her daughter saying, it's not your time yet. And so she survived. Mm-hmm. So that's her backstory. So when she's at the windowsill about to drop from the, from the building, she's like, I, this is what my daughter meant. And she sacrifices herself and then saves the baby and saves Mia. However, if you think about it, it's not just like her life that she's sacrificing. It's like, did her daughter say, it's not your time yet. You're going to condemn your soul to hell to save Mia and the baby. Like, and the demon will get what he wants. (laughs) I thought, I thought (laughs) that, I thought that same thing. And that's what, to me, made the ending of this movie even darker because she was at that point convinced that that's what her daughter was talking about. So she sacrificed her own soul, and probably that was... and, and probably ended up and probably ended up with her soul in hell. Because Maybe she... her daughter visiting her was demonic. Possibly. Is that what you're saying? Either because that. Makes me like the ending a little more. <laughs> either, either her, either her daughter visiting her was demonic, and it was all it was all kind of predestined, or her daughter, you know, was actually her daughter and was saying, "You're you're meant for something more than this," 
And she mistook this situation as, oh, this is the thing that I meant for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so she offered up her soul. So like it was, <laughs> you know, like it all kind of worked out for the demon in the end because he ended up with a soul yeah. anyway. I mean, it works out for Mia and her husband and the baby too, but... Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, the demon wins. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but 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 Evelyn cuz like really if nobody would have offered offered up their soul everybody be fine. Yeah, what what it would happen? It couldn't yeah. just take the, the baby. You, couldn't you would do get anything. haunted though. You, and a simple yeah. haunting is enough to drive people crazy. Well, sure. Well, we know from the conjuring you can handle hauntings. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But they, you know. But that haunting, that was my that's why that ending was like, mm. I think Not it's the a, I, greatest. I, yeah. I mentioned this earlier, and I think it's, a, it's important to note that this these two movies they finally represent ghosts and demons the way, in my opinion, they should be, and I think mm-hmm. that's something to be uh, to commend them for. Like the demon in this movie, the demon in both movies, mm. um, it looks like a fucking demon. It looks like this black <laughs> reptilian, scaly, horned, long fingernail, shiny eyed demon. Done by done by. Fucking demon. Done by K and B, by the way. Yeah, and yeah. it was played by oh, um, really? what's his name? Uh-huh. Bashara. Um um Bashara, yeah. Jo- oh Joseph Bashara? Yeah, Joseph Bashara. Joseph Bashara plays the demon in all of these movies. <laughs> I know. Because he plays the lipstick demon in uh Insidious. Insidious, too, yeah. He? But I but for whatever like, I love the demon in this movie. It's like finally, here's a demon. My... That they're trying to actually portray as a demon and it fucking looks like one. I liked him too. <laughs> finally. I like, liked him too. My it's favorite so creepy. My favorite presentation of him, though, in in both of these movies, because you get a lot more of him in the second movie. You do. My favorite presentation of him was was in this movie. Was in this movie. Was it on the stairs when she runs back to her apartment? No. Elevator. Oh no, it was it was when uh, she's in her apartment and Annabelle is sitting on the floor behind her, and then all of a sudden Annabelle stands oh. up. Oh, yes, I know what you're saying. Annabelle stands <laughs> up, and then she turns around, and then Annabelle starts to float off the ground. It's ever so slight, too. and And all of a sudden, so yeah, Annabelle just, like, moves to the side just a little bit, and you see just, like, half the demon's face right there. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, it's shit, so that's creepy. And that's, that's the, awesome. That's the beautiful part about these movies is Annabelle herself. Like, there are a couple of instances, I'll give you that, but for the most part, the, the Annabelle doll itself never moves on its own. It's not every it's, time yeah. every time that it moves, it's because the demon is turning its head or it's doing whatever, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's very different than your standard creepy Killer doll. doll. Like a ch- like yeah. Chuck exactly. or Dolly Dearest it's or not, something like, like that. Like yeah. Dead Annabelle silence. Annabelle is <laughs> yeah. not oh, yeah. like Dead not silence, seen, exactly. But I'm yeah. assuming. Annabelle is not animate though on her own. Right. It's a puppet. Like right. they, they, they just has to exist wherever the demon is because that's its conduit. Right. And and I love that. I think it's so fucking creepy. It's so much more creepy than like a doll movie that can move on its own. It's yeah. so much yeah, more creepy. I agree. Because because you're always waiting for it. Whenever you see her, it's like you're searching the rest of the scene. Like where's the demon hiding? And there are times I guarantee you there are shots in this movie that we looked for it, didn't see it, yeah. but it was there. Do you remember? Like, so did you catch when you see the demon for the first time in this first Annabelle movie? Yes. Yeah. Where when was it, it? When is it? It was was it in the back hallway? No, no. Was it in the? I I know that I saw it because I remember thinking it was about be, it. It was behind a sheer curtain. Oh, so she maybe I didn't see. You it. might have missed see, it. See, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> there's Ooh, there's a it. there's a scene where Annabelle Wallace, Mia, uh, she comes she uh, 
I, I can't remember the exact setup of the scene, but there's like a noise or something that scares her. And it cuts away to a wide shot of the room, and you can mm-hmm. see the demon and his horns sta- really? standing behind the sheer curtain. Maybe I did I see did that. not see Maybe that. Maybe I did see that. And it's right before, like, that. following that, she she hears something outside the window, and then she walks over to the window, and that's when the curtain kind of, like, no, I blows did see that. in her no, direction. No, I did see that. I but it's before that. that. It's before that. It's not. It's not when she's. Mm. It's not when she's looking at the curtain. Okay. It's. It's. There's just a wide shot of the room, and you're kind of your eye is drawn toward her. Okay. But I looked over at the curtain because I'm like, no. There's something there. Yeah. There's a, and and you <laughs> wow. can you can see his silhouette standing behind the curtain with his horns yeah, and all that this, shit. Like that's, that's this, cool. Both these movies do such a good job of hiding the demon places though, and it's like this is what I love about these movies. Like, it's it's <laughs> it was dumb. These movies were made with care, but mm-hmm. by people that understood the art of the scare they understand that it's not pointing it out all the time you know like part of the fun of these movies is going back and re-watching them and and mm-hmm. like discovering things that you didn't see before i will say this like like mungo did that a lot yeah yeah absolutely yeah um i will say this though uh annabelle had a lot of really good moments like the the scene where she couldn't get the elevator to go up mm-hmm. and she kept shining the light into the like that scene was i was really gonna intense. bring that one up that I, was the most anxiety ridden i got absolutely i was like why won't oh. this fucking thing work like that because that's a night that like that's a nightmare that i would have like yeah. you're trying to go up in the elevator and every time the door it just opens it just won't go up and keeps dark, opening dark hallway that's fucking terrifying mm-hmm. um but james wan has this He's got one specific trick that he likes to pull all the time, and it's um, so Joseph Bashara. This guy can craft a creepy soundtrack like nobody else, oh, right? Yeah. Like his use of strings is just fucking terrifying. Sure, sure. And so between him and James Wan, they do this trick all the time where it's like swelling strings, swelling strings. The camera's panning through the darkness, and then the music cuts out. Like a big crescendo, and then it cuts. Well, the music, yeah. And then the music See, cuts out, and then there's about the stair scene, and right? then there's about like three seconds of silence, and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> and, the, and something runs at the camera, and I think that they overuse that a little bit. This movie has a scene though, and I have it written down here. It goes when uh, when Mia's running back to her apartment after seeing the demon for the very first time, mm-hmm. the music does this giant crescendo, mm-hmm. and then it just cuts. Mm-hmm. And at and you and it's right when it cuts you expect to see something but then there's nothing there, and it goes back and I believe it goes back to Mia, and then all of a sudden like you just see the demon perched on the stairs, for the very first time, like it's just it's just it's a completely still it's like nothing's happening it's just there in the background, and it is so fucking creepy. I'm trying to think if I remember that part or not. Maybe you didn't even yeah, see it. Yeah, I kind of remember that. You part. might have not even seen it on the stairs. In fairness, because I remember her being chased up the stairs by it. It is. And it that is, must be it. I got the fucking chills, and I don't actually. I don't like get the chills very often. Yeah, movies. like the, like that's what I'm saying. Like these two like, movies are some of the best. I think it's like horror like movies I didn't get time. scared like I did watching The Conjuring, the first one. Okay, like I was able to handle this one. Yes, yeah, I didn't get scared. By I the enjoyed Conjuring, it. Is... Like I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I liked what was happening. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's interesting. I I think that I think this movie though also in the same breath it was very straightforward. Yeah, like in, in terms of the story. It's a woman who is pregnant, and there's a demon, and well, it's the, this. Like well, it's the very inter- straightforward. The, the story. interesting thing about this one is they still play it up in a way where 
much like much like Rosemary's Baby, actually, to 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 kind of call back to what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Much like Rosemary's Baby, a lot of Rosemary's Baby plays out to where you think that Mia Farrow's character is just maybe she's just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like maybe all of these things that she's experiencing is it, it's all in her head, you know? Yeah. And a mm-hmm. lot of this movie has that same kind of vibe. Like you're, which you know, it's an Annabelle movie. It's part of the Conjuring universe. It's part of the the Wannaverse. We know that is it's actually yeah. A we don't believe like, it. We know it, but like I believe if it. you're if you're if you're looking at it from Tom Brady's perspective, like you you the football player yeah yeah the husband yeah seven seven time seven time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady <laughs> he played the um, husband yeah. if you're looking at it from his perspective like everything that happens could still be chalked up to her like kind of you know like if it's if it's postpartum sure. if it's no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. like if it's you, just you like get the, why the husband or, or, thinks that yeah no, no, it's postpartum it's post-traumatic stress syndrome because they had the the cult leaders break into their fucking house and try and stab her baby to death which like stuff like that like mm-hmm. like we she might just be and because they keep they keep playing up this i the the uh you know the neighbors above them like every time she hears the footsteps oh, yeah. above them like at first, in the first scene with it, when they've moved to Pasadena, like that's a, it's kind of a funny thing. Like she's like, "Oh, now listen here, she's gonna slam the door in," uh, you know, yeah. like she knows. But then throughout the movie, they keep playing those noises above them, and they they gradually become more and more sinister. But the thing which, is, mm-hmm. in their, which in, in real second, life, in, in real life, apartment? if you were losing your mind, the the footsteps above you might sound more and more sinister every time, even in though their, they remain in the true. In their second apartment, though, wasn't there nobody above them? There, no, no, there had to be. No, Pasadena, there was people above. Well, there, okay, sure. okay, yeah, yeah, because okay. her and the husband heard it, heard it. Yeah, yeah, but that, that I, I thought that was kind of no. the point. There was nobody above them, but they were hearing the footsteps. No, there were. I think no, there was, no. You sure? Yeah, because they. Yeah, because before they, everything they, went down, they before were they were in a house, okay. yeah. they didn't have anyone above them right. in the first place. Okay, before the fire. I I think that's important um, to mention. We we do need to move on yeah, to we, Annabelle yes. creation here. I I do think that it is important to mention though that. The though the girl that killed the neighbor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. her name was Annabelle. We didn't even talk about the fucking doll <laughs> throughout this entire yeah. thing. <laughs> well, yeah, the neighbors had a the, daughter. The neighbors had a daughter. Her name who was went Annabelle. off to like a hippie commune. Yeah, this is where kind of the whole Manson thing comes right. in, and that's when the right. yeah the home invasion thing so happens. It's they, her. Yeah, her wake, name's Annabelle. They wake up. Mia and John wake up in the middle of the night. They see Mia see something next door. She hears a scream. Yeah, John go. John goes next door to check it out. And then it turns out it's this murder from uh, Annabelle comes back and murders her parents. And then co- comes into uh, Mia's house, stabs her in the in the belly. Luckily, doesn't kill the child, but stabs her in the belly. This whole thing, and this is where the whole movie kind of kicks off. But excuse me, uh, the Annabelle doll becomes possessed because you see a bit of Annabelle's blood drip into the doll's eye and it kind of sucks it up right, right. so there Ate, that's the whole Ate, story Ate Due Dumbella yeah that's the whole Ate Due Dumbella give me the power I beg of you so so, so Chucky is born <laughs> um, the, the thing is though is when Annabelle so moving on to Annabelle creation now yeah yep. I first saw when I was first watching this I was like how does this even make sense how was this the creation of Annabelle we already saw the creation of Annabelle Oh, did mm-hmm. you not know that this was a prequel? I did, 
but I thought that I thought that it was stupid because I'm like they already explained where Annabelle came from. What is why are they tacking on right. like, a, like a, a separate origin story? What's we already going know. On? Yeah, yeah. So I and I didn't get it at first, and I and I and I sort of held it against it a little bit. Oh, at first. for fuck's sake, dude! Why can't well, you no, just like no, stuff from a from from a no? Honestly, though, from a from a story standpoint, it almost doesn't make sense because you've already seen the origin story. Like I yeah, thought. To be I fair, you're not used saw to that. You're not used like, to watching prequels of a prequel. Exactly. That's exactly it. Usually <laughs> like, you get what, one. What is this? But but within the first within the first three minutes of the movie, you can see that the cars are from the fifties. No, I no, I understand. Well, that. No, I just didn't know. think that the entire like another another fifties prequel story was necessary. Oh, okay. I'm like, I right. thought I thought they were just kind of butchering the series. Oh, at this okay. Point. All right. Little did I know. And this is why, James, because you always give me shit for giving away my feelings on these movies ahead of time. That's right, I do. Um, I didn't want to let on to you. Annabelle Creation might might be the single greatest sequel to a prequel story ever made. Wow. I fucking loved this movie. Thank you. I fucking loved Annabelle Creation. Awesome, dude. Did you too? We finally finally agree on something. Like, Annabelle was good, but it was very a paint by the numbers. It was good. Yeah. It was very paint by the numbers. Annabelle Creation, I thought... Was one of the most breath of fresh air sequels to like a spinoff story I've ever seen in my like life. Like Annabelle to me felt like another uh, like you could have easily just. I see th- Mike smiling too. He's happy. Like Anna- <laughs> Annabelle to me, you could have just thrown Ed and Lorraine Warren into it, and it would have been another I Conjuring movie. I almost thought movie. they were going to at first. I they really did, did. They did mention them. Did yeah. you yeah. notice that they yes. mentioned them? Oh, there's a couple. Based oh, on a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first, the first Annabelle, I understand why there was flack because all we got was the Conjuring, and then followed up by Annabelle yeah. and I didn't watch them that way. So I get why everyone hated on this movie on Annabelle. Did, did a lot of people hate on Annabelle? Yes, it did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like word of mouth. I heard it bad and online. Some people hate it. Other people actually praise it for what it is too. Okay. And I'm like, this is way better than what I heard. Yeah. But yeah, Annabelle creation took it so up a notch, good. big time. So so <laughs> this is from 2017 directed by David F Sandberg who did Lights Out which we loved. Yeah. Uh he also did Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, uh, he's he's DC he, now. Um uh David David you know, Sam like his uh, his the Lights Out aesthetic was all over this oh, movie. Oh yeah, all, all yeah. over. Absolutely. It. Which is perfect though cuz it's very similar to what they were going for in Annabelle just kind of notched up honestly. Yeah, yeah totally. Um so all right, 12 years after the tragic death of their little girl, a doll maker and his wife welcome a nun and several girls from a shuttered orphanage into their home where they become the target of a doll maker's possessed creation, Annabelle. Now, is uh, this... hold on, Vito was about to say something. I want to Yeah, I'm sorry. This is kind of important to note. Uh the have you seen what the director recently did in 2020? What's that? A four-hour film called I Flip You Off for Four Hours, starring himself. <laughs> Was it literally him flipping you off for four hours? Yes. I love it. See, this is, this and, is and, an auteur. And the best review, an the best review of it is like, this was way better than the movie Ass, which was someone's <laughs> ass for 90 minutes. Uh, love All right, it. Love continue. It. Um, no, I was just going to say, if the synopsis of this movie sounds familiar, it's because it's kind of the synopsis of every uh, Puppet Master movie ever made. <laughs> it kind of is. That's uh, a good point. Just done so much better, because I fucking love this movie. Um, this movie is starring Anthony LaPaglia, which, my God, dude, yeah, he yep. is the star of my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, like he is. of all time, Empire Records. The Cocketeer. Oh, <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> he's always also in. So I married an axe yes. murderer. Yes, he is. But uh, Empire Records. Harriet. Sweet he, Harriet. He plays <laughs> Joe, the record store owner in Empire Records, mm-hmm. and uh, he's in. Um, was he SVU or something? He's in one of the one of those one of the Law and Order. Law and yeah. Order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I love Anthony LePaglia. Oh, without like, a trace, I think is what you're thinking. He's of. incredible. Uh, he plays mm. Samuel Mullins, uh, who is uh, married to uh, Miranda. Uh, no, is it Mulligan? Miranda? No, who is uh, Mullins? Sorry, is that yeah? That's her, right? Yeah, Miranda Otto. Yeah, yeah, yeah Miranda yeah, Otto yeah, yeah. from she plays Lord of the Rings. Esther Mullins. Yeah, she played. Um, I can never remember her name in Lord of the Rings. Um, she's uh, mm, she's yeah. she's like the, the continue. We'll we'll tell you. Yeah, she well she's the uh, uh, she's the elf, the elves like uh, Eowyn. E- Eowyn. Eowyn. Yeah. She gifts. She's not elf. She, she gifts the sword though to uh, Aragon in the beginning of the movie to fight. You know whatever. I wouldn't know. I'm not a fucking nerd. My friend will kill me. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's her favorite character. Whatever. <laughs> People know who she is. Um, yeah. You, you know. They, you know. They start the movie. They have a daughter, and the whole opening scene of the movie um, is like this sweet and innocent thing until their daughter gets hit by a fucking car. When she yeah. when she stuck so the I thud I didn't the thud I didn't know that. I didn't know I didn't know where this movie was taking me um and, and obviously you see something bad coming right like you know something bad is gonna come we should by this point we should expect this <laughs> but should. it's not unlike those drawings in Annabelle but it You're just right. it You're just right. Ha- right? it just ha- oh yeah exactly it just happens so fast though like the like dad dad accidentally kicks one of the lug nuts into the road and as it, soon as she said oh i got and it and b just goes i got it yeah. my butthole puckered I and i was like oh god here it no! comes <laughs> and like uh, yeah the th- they, there's a thud that happens right thud. before the title screen and yeah. it's like oh god like <laughs> did not see that's a one fuck of a way to open a movie like jesus yeah um, um, so yeah. that, that's pretty much how you open the movie. Then you cut yeah. to this, this group of, uh, or 12 years later, orphan girls. Yeah. 12 years later, a, a group of orphan girls and an, and a nun, yep. um, who are being transported to this, this new place. Relocated. Yeah. Relocated. Yeah. They're calling it an orphanage, but essentially the, uh, it sounds like the actual orphanage shut down. And they didn't have anywhere to go, so something like so the Mullins, the Mullins family, who have this big, beautiful farmhouse, yeah. opens up their house to this to this group of girls. Which is odd to me because Samuel Mullins, like, even though it's it comes out that he and his wife thought this would be, or at least his wife thought this would be a good way to, you know, have kids in the bring house some again, life, bring just some like life, whatever. Life back in the house, Sam's yeah. against it completely. He is such a standoffish asshole of a guy. Uh, the I don't think he's, I don't think he's it, against it. I think it's I think it's hurting. I think it's hurting him I, because yeah. he misses his daughter. Yeah, and I get so he that. sees these young girls so full of life, but and he it seems makes bothered him think by of, it. Though he does well, seem bothered by like just them being in the house. Well, he's probably also nervous. Because he knows that you know the house has a dirty he, secret. He's, he's uncertain he's if this was a good idea. Surrounded by all these. That's not what I was talking about. No, oh, okay. Jesus. because <laughs> he has something evil locked in a closet in a yeah, room. Yeah, why would you locked? invite is, a whole bunch of yeah, kids into your was, house when? Yeah, you yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, we'll, and we'll get to that. They had Bible pages on the walls. I actually okay. Okay, okay we're gonna ju- we're jumping around like crazy. Your spoilers like crazy. Uh, obviously. I this came out loved, five years ago. If you haven't seen it by now, I then loved, fuck off. 
the idea though that you can lock an evil entity into a closet by wallpapering the walls with Bible pages. Surrounded I think that's really by, yeah. cool. I think that's been done before. In other it movies, might have been, but, but it's. But I it's feel like I've cool seen that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I it's yeah. just kind of. It's, it's, it's a cool image. Yeah, like, like, instead of having like priests just blessing it nonstop, you have well, they the, did, the fucking word of the Lord. Like, well, they did, they did bless it a, as well. They did, but, they did yeah. have a priest bless it. Yeah. And then yeah, like kind of, kind of like locking it in with all these Bible pages. Um, it didn't quite work. It did it. It's also kind of like I. I understand that the you know the Bible is supposed to be an ultimate an, an ultimate source of comfort sure. in a way you know what sure. I mean, but there's something there's something about a a room a small room being completely pasted with the pages of the Bible well, that's also kind of yeah. creepy. Oh yeah, you know because like, if, mm-hmm. if you believe in one, you believe in the other, and then there's like this right. whole crazy well, right. And because, so like, why else? why why are you compelled to? Do that. Right. Which, Why else would this you? This must be really it's, bad. It's kind of like in the Conjuring. In it's kind of like in the Conjuring too. Like if you walked into the if you walked into a room with a bunch of crosses, your your first thought, if you were you know, your first thought would be, well, this is nice. This is a room that's just like just blessed beyond belief but then you're also like well why do they, why do they have so many what's crosses up here? like yeah, what's in yeah. here that they need so many crosses right, right. <laughs> so okay so we're, we're jumping ahead here though uh yeah so this this orphan uh commune basically moves into uh the mullins house and uh it's kind of creepy at first that they know that the the mullins mother is locked away in a room because she had an accident no one's allowed to see her so there's basically that room is off limits and then there's another room upstairs that we know is the the room of the Mullins' deceased daughter mm-hmm. is also off limits. B, who's B. known it's as B. Locked. I'm a B. I'm a B. It's I'm completely a, locked. A, 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 um. So yeah. So she uh, her room is locked off as well. And there's a girl named uh, Janice. Janice who has uh, polio mm-hmm. or had polio. She's a recovering, recovering from polio. Re- she's a re- recovering she's on a crutch. She's a recovering polio addict, and she's she's a, she's a recovering Polak. <laughs> she's a recovering Polak. Oh no! Uh, trust me, as a Polak, you don't ever recover from that. <laughs> um, so she, uh, her, the, the movie is basically centered around her, mm-hmm. and she kind of like starts and to realize that. Yeah, her, her and Linda. Her and Linda, yeah, but but Janice is like the main one at first, at least. Mm-hmm. She realizes that the house has a little bit more to offer than what. the other girls seem to realize uh she is the first one that starts to see that uh, apparently uh the daughter used to play this game where she would throw notes under a door and they say come find me whatever right like hide and seek, hide and seek basically yeah. i'm gonna go on record right now is saying that that's a creepy ass game yeah super like creepy. if my <laughs> if my six-year-old daughter started doing that to me find tomorrow me. <laughs> i would pick up the paper and write fuck you on it <laughs> and set it back down. Like I'm not doing this. This, and is, then, this and then, is this is just setting me up for some weird, creepy shit. And then pick up your phone to go to Facebook Marketplace and say child for sale. <laughs> um but that was her way of playing hide and seek, basically, though, was they would write notes and say, Come find me, and this and that. So these notes keep getting thrown under the door, and uh Janice follows them into this little into this this little girl, this little girl, the little girl's locked room that mm-hmm. she isn't supposed to be in. I thought the way they handled the haunting of this room was masterful. It was so good. 
Yeah. Between the lights and the dollhouse, you got the the sound design. The sound design. The sound was design amazing. was incredible. The yeah. fact that they hid the ghost and the demon in the background so beautifully to where you barely see something happening, but it's there, right? It's, it's, I almost said there's a ghost perfect. behind you, Mike, but I forgot that you're actually in the same room as yeah, James. Yeah, he just walked behind And me. he got up and walked behind you. He's grabbing more. Because I'm zooming with you both. He's, he's, <laughs> he's grabbing more beers if we're not drunk enough. Um, but, like, it really was masterful, though. Uh, honestly, God, David Sandberg, like, like, this guy knows how to make a fucking horror movie. Like, he knows how to hide yeah. stuff. Did you notice he that he... Knows how to did you know that he... Right. Did you notice that he pulled the same trick? So, when he was oh, making... the lights off? When he was making yeah. lights out, yeah. he discovered this little trick because he needed to make um, Diana's eyes glow without actually shining any, like, bright lights at her, right? And doing it digitally was A, too expensive, and they B... They did this in the first movie, too, in fairness. And B, looked cheesy. They did. In the, the first The demon's Conjuring? eyes glowed the same way in the first movie, too. But it is very much the same thing, though. I will give you that. Yeah. I don't remember the demon's eyes glowing in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't they, think do. they did. You don't, I'm going to call bullshit sure? on that okay, one. Okay, I think... Yeah. I'll, no, because this... I'll I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Because it happens multiple times. I'm going to say did, this but... is a David Sandberg thing okay. through and through. So do you, do you know about this, Vito? No, so, I've not seen Lights okay, Out. Okay, so, oh, so in, good. So in I've seen the short. It's the sh- terrifying. Oh, the sh- <laughs> well, the short was also made by uh, David Sandberg. Yeah, and he needed he needed a way to. So Diana is uh, the ghost in in Lights Out, and she's essentially just a silhouette. So he needed a way to have this slightly backlit silhouette of this disgusting ghost looking woman, but he also needed her eyes to glow. So he took two pieces of reflective tape and put them on the eyelids of the actress. And then off camera, he shined a very faint blue light. And then in just the right angle with the camera, it made, it made her eyes glow. And I, that's I guarantee that's the exact same way they did it in this movie. Because it, so cool. it didn't look digital to me. No, right? it didn't. It really didn't. It looked like he was doing the same kind of yep. trick. And why wouldn't you, right? It's cheap. It's cheap. Oh, I agree. It's cheap and it's effective. It's super it's effective. Super awesome. Super yeah. effective. Yeah. Cuz that's all you see of the demon at times. Right. It's just these two little dots in the background. Yeah, it's it's, so, it's so fucking creepy. <laughs> um and yeah, like so so uh okay, so she goes into this room and she discovers a key hidden in the dollhouse, which is a replica of the house that she's already in. Very cool. And so mm-hmm. she kind of like puts two and two together. The key frame came from the closet of the dollhouse. There's the same closet right next to me. I'm in yeah. the same room. And she discovers the Annabelle doll. Uh, the Annabelle doll, so which creepy. in the first movie, did the same disappearing trick where they threw it away and then it just randomly appeared in the house again. Right. This one kind of just keeps appearing places. She does it all the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, which I thought was dumb, though, because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. We already know that the name Annabelle comes from the girl from the first movie. Yeah. Whose name is Annabelle. What the... F- what? So that th- this doll was Of course, already- they don't call her... They don't call her Annabelle. No, and they don't the know what the doll's name the is. I'm thinking to myself, like, are they setting up this movie to be this dumb prequel where, oh, the doll was already possessed and it just right. whatever. Like, it didn't make sense to me. I thought that was a downfall of the movie at mm-hmm. first until you get to the end of the movie you find, and yeah. everything just goes yeah. together like fucking Legos. And yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it was pretty um, awesome. That being said, though, so Annabelle was just sitting there and at this point, like, you know that the original guy that owned the house, like, may, or John... Uh, or John, um, 
what's his name? Anthony LePage. Uh, Anthony LePage's yes. character. Samuel Mullins. Samuel is a doll maker. So right. he made this doll, but he got rid of it, you think, at least in the beginning of the movie. Well, he made a hundred of them. Oh, no, mm-hmm. well, he made one. We know no. he made... No, no because we when know. they were... We when saw they him were steal at, one of 100. No, we when, only know that he made one, though. No, because when they were at church, the guy said... The guy said, hey, uh, like, when are you when are you going to be done with the dolls? Because I've got people who really want them. And the wife says, you can come pick them up yeah. on Monday because they're done. But he, Which means a hundred of them were made. Yeah, okay, fine. I, t- I took that as he never finished them. Because yeah. daughter, Why would you take that as... Because his daughter that's debatable. Died. His no, daughter, no, no, this was before see, she first died. Off, yeah, but he made all kinds of dolls. We know that. So... I wasn't sure if he was talking about the new Annabelle dolls or. But they, but they talk these but dolls, in the, different dolls. But in, in the, the first, movie, in the first Annabelle movie, they talk edition. about how it's a very rare limited edition doll, and I doubt, oh, I doubt right. that there's only right. one of them. So right? that means yeah, I think he right. made all 100 yeah, of them. That's that's yep. true. That's true. Um, yep. The first time, sorry, we're gonna keep jumping back to the ghost mm. here because it's the best part of the movie. Yeah, go for the it. The very first time that you see the ghost in this movie was brilliant. Fucking. Was it when Janice was in the room? She's in no. She's in the chair, and she's moving up. She's moving up the stairs. She gets to the top of the stairs, and then oh yeah. And the thing is, it's the thing just is, standing this, in the, the thing is this: the ghost doesn't just move from one side of the screen to the other. It's always there, and it's so faint in the background you barely see it. And she just very slowly moves to the. Was right. it in the yep. dark hallway? Yes. All yeah. I couldn't see it because I was watching in... this during the day and I had a glare on my screen. Well, trust me, even in the, even at night, it was hard to see. It was very oh, bare. Yeah. I need the, to rewatch. I definitely it. Saw so it. creepy, and that's the best part about it is they they give the impression that maybe she saw something, but if you didn't see it, you didn't see it, right. and it was fucking brilliantly right. done. I fucking loved it. Um, it was so creepy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, well, you talked about Annabelle in the closet. Yeah. Really creepy, and then she throws a sheet over him. Oh god, this oh, sheet. Oh, that scene was that, so see, good. This is what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. This is how you do the ghost thing right. Yeah, like there's a ghost yeah. under the sheet, and then like she goes to pull it off, nothing. Like it's well, no, oh, no, 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 no. Before the that, ghost... she puts a sheet over it. She turns around, and then you see it stand up. Oh right. yeah, but it's the same thing though. Yeah, and then yeah, she then, pulls the sheet down, and there's well, nothing. She, she doesn't pull the sheet though. The ghost is walking toward her. Oh, that's right. And the ghost's feet are gradually the pulling the sheet yep. down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing, but then there's then, nothing yeah. under it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you fucking do a ghost yeah. movie. Like, yeah. That's it. Like, that's, yeah, that's perfect. Brilliant. So between like, the demons and the ghosts, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. this, you wonder why I like this movie so much. Yeah. It plays by my rules, finally. I felt, I've, <laughs> and it, it, again, like I do have to say, I felt like they got a little heavy-handed with the demon toward the end. I don't think so. Like in like so like too. the sh- like out in the shed with the scarecrow, and then the scare like like there was well, it was so hmm. tense that the the light bulbs were gradually on un- like I unscrewing. Like so yeah, here like here's, here's I what liked, I thought. Like, I like seeing the I, like you see the uh, the demon like hang upside down from the rafters. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But like at the same time, I was like. It's it's a bit much too, you know what I mean? You know what's I, interesting? I disagree. James? I, I thought it was just enough I, personally. I was like n- finding it not scary but really cool. And I was like I started thinking like what is this demon doing? <laughs> like <laughs> like do? why doesn't he just like kill them or what what is his well, because like the why de- is he toy the, he's playing with them like the demon constantly. is all big because the be- the demon's all big and scary but it's still sort of at the 
it's 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 at the beck and call of whatever souls it can get. So no, it see, needs to like lure it, people I in. I think it can kill at will though because I don't it, think it can. It kills Samuel. But it yeah. but it can't Fucking but it but it, but, big they, time. but they explain in the first movie it cannot take souls unless you offer it. Like it cannot it ha, it has to scare you into like letting you give it its soul. Even in this I movie, literally have a but note, that doesn't like, mean it what, can't kill you though. Even in this what movie though the parents even in this movie the parents talk about how they offered their souls to whatever would listen to them so they could get their daughter back. Oh they didn't oh. offer their souls. They just prayed no, to they, anything no, no, that would no, they bring offer, their back. And they offered their souls to it. It's the same demon from the first movie. They offered their souls to it. Oh, they, and that's why they both they, oh. died. And this so, soul, this or this demon so feeds he was, on souls. So he, so was, he, just kind of, he was just kind of He was just kind of biding his time. Yeah. Then. So like, like he like, could have taken okay. them at any time. It's like when... But uh, he was biding his time. And, and, and as a result, he was yeah. able to lure another seven... Eight yeah, people well, it's like when yeah. it's like when Linda, Linda was the the, the little girlfriend, right? Yeah, did you yeah. recognize her by the way? I didn't. It was Lulu Wilson. I P- know the pic- name, but what do I pic- know her from? Picture her covered in the in the blood of uh, of many middle aged Nazis. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Picture her stabbing a Nazi in the throat with a ruler. Picture her. <laughs> I know I'm gonna know it when you say no it. No spoilers, because I, uh, I know. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Picture her. Um, picture her stabbing a dude in the neck with a bunch of colored pencils taped together. Oh God, what was that? I know it. Well, for that, I can't get any more obvious what than was that. It? She was what Becky. Was <laughs> Becky. God damn it, you're right. She's Becky. Yep, you're right. She's great too. Yeah, amazing. So. Okay, fine. So when when Lulu Wilson though, when she hides under the stairs, playing mm. hide and mm-hmm. seek, and the fucking demon is just creeping in the like background. Like right behind. But that's the, that's yeah. the thing about the demon though. It's just hanging out in that house, biding its time. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. creepy about it. It's not like it's always on the prowl. It's just there. Just chilling everywhere. Yeah. And it's so creepy. So, that they keep it in the background where you barely like, you see its eyes, and then like. You just barely see like the shine of maybe a light on like the folds of its face, and that's yeah. it. Like, yeah. oh god, it's so creepy. Okay, yeah. Mike, Man, I love I'm it. really interested to hear what you thought of this part. What's that? So there's the little girl ghost talking to Janice. Love the little girl ghost. And the little girl ghost goes, "Can you help me?" And Janice goes, "What do you need?" And she turns around and looks all demonic. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can tell you. I can. Oh my god, dude! Can I tell you how much I fucking hated that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. I was. I was hoping. (laughs) That was. That was too on the nose. I was hoping. I was hoping so much that you didn't say that you liked that part. That part was terrible. Yeah. No. There. 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 That was one of two things I thought were like stop <laughs> well that was because that was one of them because there was that in swallow yourself. there was yeah that was like it, it, it's it was so like J- james look at my nose here okay the your soul line was weak sauce yeah yeah <laughs> that's exactly that's the best way to put it was weak yeah, sauce like yeah, you it, had such a strong strong movie up into the and then even that little girl is so freaking yep. she was cute but creepy at the same time you could have played that off in such a better and then he she turns around She's got her her like face is all decrepit and and like and charred and stuff, and her mouth is green for some reason. Yep. She goes, "Your soul." <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. And then it was the same as with uh, Father Perez in the first one when they like. To me, there's nothing scarier than somebody facing away from the person. 
I I've told mm-hmm. you about a recurring nightmare that I had when I was uh, when I was younger about like I would walk out you can't I would, see their face. I would walk out into the hallway and my mom would be facing away from me. Oh yeah yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so scary to me. And so when when Father in the first movie when Father Prez knocks on the door and she looks out the peephole and he's facing away they could have played that off in such a better way. Instead they cut to his demonic face and he goes May God have mercy on your soul, and I'm like, yeah. You just, <laughs> yeah, you just ruined, right. you just yeah. ruined that whole scene. Yeah, you ruined the whole scene. It's just so stupid. Yeah. I will say this though, um, the girl, the main polio girl, uh, what's her name? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> sorry, I'm using Janice. that as a descriptor, Janice. Marco um, at the polio <laughs> at the end of the movie though. Am I the only one that thought? Not that I'm, I'm not saying this needs to happen. I'm against the idea of it, but. <clears throat> If they ever made a remake of The Exorcist, she would be a great Reagan. Oh yeah, she really would have been. She looked a lot oh, like her. Sure. Now, granted, she's they're going to do. She's too old now. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. Though, let's be honest. If they're going to do a remake of it. They'd probably fucking change everything so that sure. wouldn't fit anyway. But she reminded you me a lot of Reagan from yeah. The Exorcist. Because poor, poor Janice. Like she's like Damn being it, tormented Janice. by this little girl. She's no. she's uh, like she's a fat like. There's so you can go one of two ways when you have kids in a horror movie. You can go it can go very poorly because like kids just don't know how to do they just don't know how to do that sort of like um like that nuanced performance that like bring mm-hmm. brings the creepiness factor without being cheesy, mm-hmm. right? Or or yeah. they can do what this girl did in this movie like once she's possessed like every time she walks into the room, she's got her head slightly cocked, her yep. hair is just sort of a mess, and like yep. she's she's just creepy enough to the point where you're like, oh, get out of that fucking room, right? Yep. Like with yeah. without it being corny, you know. But no, like, even, I don't, I don't feel like she ever. That, I don't. I don't feel like she do you ever remember really got corny with it. The theme of this movie is it's really well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like before that, when she's still being chased by the ghost, she's on the the chair, the stair chair thing oh, right would, and yep. she just starts floating oh and yeah. the ghost Straight just the drops, yeah. her. drops her ass <gasps> i thought she died Dude, like I, that was messed i watched up. that i watched like, that scene oh like God. four times because i was like was that a stunt person or was that cg what the Which, fuck because scene, whoever that was it hit a solid ground really hard like that, that was Somebody somebody took a hit on that one. <laughs> like, that was an actual. I'm I'm pretty sure it was a stunt person, and they hit a Probably solid. Just fell from the fell from the top. Of they the hit a yeah. solid floor oh, on yeah. their collarbone, like oh, yeah. really fucking hard. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. Sorry, what um, were you saying? No, no. I was just saying during that scene, it, it made me think of, and then another one afterwards. Does nobody hear these people screaming in the house? Like, that's that's what I think. That's part of the creepiness. To me, yeah. is you that the, you think the ghost stops everybody from hearing yeah, it? Yeah, like, like what, like, I like, it was like a supernatural because yeah, you know how everything wait, 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 what's supernatural about this movie? <laughs> Shut up, we'll explain <laughs> it to you later. Because you know how, like, every time, like, the, the, every time somebody is experiencing something, yeah. everything around them gets completely dark. Yes, I think that they actually, like, get kind of get sucked into their own little, their own little bubble of terror, you know. And I think that I think that everybody else is shut out from it completely. That's fair. Which is I, even, I, which I is even creepier. I really. sort of thought that while I was watching it, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, because because one of the other girls is screaming at one point in time, 
when she's in the bunk bed, when when the fucking when uh, uh, the go uh, the demon the is demon cr- is in into the her room, all the footsteps are by her uh, by her bed. Bed. That's a creepy fucking scene. Like I think terrifying. That, oh, yeah. scene. I think like that's the bottom bunk. I think that's yeah, what makes yeah, yeah. this movie so creepy. Is is uh, oh, wait what the fact that the demon looked like a demon. Well, no, yeah. it's yeah, no, <laughs> it's creepy it's, about it. It's that like they 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 do so many things that like we could have pictured we could have pictured as like as children feeling like feeling that feeling of being in peril mm-hmm. as children. Like they do mm-hmm. that. Like how many times when you were younger did you lay in bed with your eyes wide open because you thought something was under your bed? One thousand percent. Oh right? yeah, one thousand percent. I would or, imagine or, alligators swimming around my bed and they could just barely get to me and I had to stay perfectly center in the mattress. That's why he liked them. So they wouldn't that's touch That's why me. he liked to crawl so much. Oh, must be. <laughs> must be. Or, or how many times How many times when you were younger did you look out a dark uh, a dark doorway oh, yeah. into complete blackness? Oh, I hated it. Yeah. Hated and just that. think like what... So that scene where she shoots that little gun out there and then all of a sudden the string goes like this? Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh there's something yeah. eight feet tall standing outside of her door. Like, it's fucking terrifying. It's terrifying, yeah. yeah. I had bunk beds, and I always used to think that something was underneath the, the <laughs> bottom bunks. I was always oh, on top. That's like, creepy. I, I know that scene through and through. Turns out it was just your parents having a bone. Yeah. In, <laughs> in my room, which is weird. Um, Let's do it under the kids. But, like, yeah, you know, no, no, you're right, though. It's super creepy. That, yeah. that whole scenario is super fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've learned as an adult I'm afraid of being followed apparently because like when she's out in the field throw Annabelle in the well oh yeah the, the sound of something ch- like chasing after oh, her and awful. there's nothing there yeah. and then and I'm also creeped out by it follows and the, so oh it follows like it's connected it I, follows is a yeah that's have you, that feeling of being followed by something absolutely creeps me out and that, I also love that the, la- um, like, oh sorry go ahead no no go no, ahead. no no finish finish that. it was it was that same scene like you hear the footsteps the first three times and then the fourth time she she waits like a split second longer to look back and you actually see the shadow fall on her of something coming up on her it's like yeah. <laughs> and it Gosh. and then not to mention it's like a small girl so it's like you know. What can she do, really? Yeah, absolutely. if something's coming right. up on her, it's. Um, what yeah. were you saying? No, I was just saying. I also like the fact too that it's not all of this takes place at night. A yeah. lot of it takes place during the day, which is creepy because the movie sets it up to where it's a night thing, but then it's like flips the script and like she's literally outside, yeah, in the middle of the sun, and something smashes her wheelchair, and then she gets thrown oh, into, yeah. the, in the, into the. And he's wheeled and, and into the yeah, shed the yeah. fact, during the day the when fact everybody's it, outside. Yeah. Like it's and the fact that it creepy. looked like that from like the legs down, it looked like Sister Charlotte. Yeah. Like it was dressed like the yep. nun pushing her into the yeah. Fight. Like yeah. that's that's creepy well, as shit. Well, I actually thought that was Valak at first. So because they actually showed yeah, Valak. They in showed that, Valak in this in movie. In the photograph. This is what I'm saying. Everything's connected though. Yeah. Literally everything's connected, which is brilliant about these movies. That one, James which, Wan, did you guys watch James the after Wan, credits? I love you. Oh, the after say. credits? What did you watch yeah. after the credits? And you know what? Here's the thing. I thought Valak in in Conjuring Two. I we went on record in the last episode. I thought Valak was lame in the Conjuring Two. Well, this movie made me excited to watch the fucking Valak movie now. Well, hold on, Sweet. hold on. I I've got two things to say. One one one's a statement. One's a question. 
Uh, Valak in The Conjuring 2, some of the parts were lame, but when, when, uh, when, um, uh, Warren, Elaine? Yeah, Elizabeth. Uh, uh no, Elizabeth, not Elizabeth. Lorraine. Elizabeth Lorraine. 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 Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, she might as well be possessed, let's be honest. What is, is it Ed, Ed and, uh. Lorraine Warren. Lorraine. I want to say Elaine. Uh, Lorraine, when she walks out into the hallway and her daughter goes, "Who's that?" and yeah. they and they and it goes and like the that Joseph Bashara, and you see Valak standing at the end of the hallway. Yeah, that shit's creepy. Yeah, the scene that yeah. the scene that follows it is kind of lame, but um, uh, in in this movie, oh my second my second one was a question. What what at the end of the credits has to do with Valak? So it's a well, it's a really small little thing of you're in like so the very, very does it say Romania? It says Romania on the bottom, and it's like you're in a, some kind of cathedral, and it's like this dark hallway. Yeah, there this. was there and was a mid credit sequence that had something to do with the the current story, and there was an end credit sequence where it's like a long hallway, and there's like a, uh, there's candles basically lining the side of the thing kind of like and a then cathedral Valak walks towards the camera and as oh, she's passing the almost like floats. yeah as she's passing each each section of candles they, they go, go out, out. They go i out. did not see that yeah. it's, wow. a, it's a it's nothing special but it does i said but i wish i but the, here's the I thing i still wish i would have seen here's it. the thing the series now between these four movies they're giving valak a rich backstory mm-hmm. which even though i think that her as a character looks stupid I'm now invested in the character of Valak. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we somehow surprisingly are watching these movies in order in terms of release date. Yeah. I don't think that was intentional, but we are. That was my intention, but yeah. It it was your intention? (laughs) I mean, except Conjuring 2, because that came out after Annabelle. No, it didn't. But it came out 2016. Annabelle's 2014. Was it? It was The Conjuring in 2013, okay, okay, Annabelle fine, in 2014. Fine. Uh, Annabelle Creation, though. That's the only Annabelle thing Creation is the more important movie, though, and that came last. So 2017. We're still, so we're still yeah. in, in Are order. we watching them in chronological order, though? Uh, in terms of release not, date, yes. Release date, yes. But not... No, I guess in terms of story... No, because this is a prequel of a prequel. In terms of story, the nun would come first, right? Technically, I think yes. I I think, I think so. that one's yeah. back. Well, yeah, like because she tells the story about the nuns, and she shit. told she shows the story, believe, and Val was in that photo. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it's ridiculous too. That he goes, Mullins goes, "Who's this one?" And and she goes, "Oh, I don't think she I has met to, like, her." Turn the photo, and it's yeah. like, "Oh, you mean that fucking nun that looks like a skeleton? Like, but you never to, noticed that before, and she, you're not freaked out by it." But he has to like turn the photo so the light hits. It's it. It's like a little hologram, just, sort of. Yeah, that was a little lame. I'll give you that. It was a little lame. It's not. It's not so much that it was lame. It's like if somebody pointed that out to me in the picture, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like, I don't think I would. I don't think I would just be like, "Oh, I don't think I met her." I don't think I met this thing that looked like a demon. I don't think I met her, George. Um, here's the here's the thing. I, I here's the thing. We're we're approaching two and a half hours. We gotta end this here. But like, I watched both these movies, and after the second movie, my initial reaction was like was just two things. It was wow, what a series! Like they like this Annabelle series. I dismissed it mm-hmm. so much as just a shitty spiral, you know, not spiral, but like a, a shitty offshoot series. Of the Conjuring movies, which mm-hmm. I was only lukewarm on the Conjuring series to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. So when Annabelle came out, I go, "Ugh, there's gonna be these shitty Hollywood sequels that I'm not gonna give a shit about." Yeah. Whatever. 
And I am so pleasantly surprised by these two movies. Mm-hmm. Annabelle Creation, I had always heard was better than the first one. I still really didn't give it that much credence, though. Yeah. You know, like now that I've seen them, Annabelle Creation might be amongst the best sequels to a to a series that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. I would recommend it to everybody to watch these two movies. I'm gonna just just based on the movies that we watched so far, I'm I would put Annabelle Creation in the top two. Yeah, it's in my top five. It's yes. in my top five sequels for sure. Uh, I'm just, I'm, well, I'm it's, just, I'm I mean, saying, I'm uh, saying in the, in the Wanaverse. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, in the, yeah, Same. yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. <laughs> in the top two, for sure. What about you, Mike? So far. <clears throat> yeah, same. Um, I, I did just want to point out there, I liked a lot of nods to classic horror movies, like obviously Evil Dead. I, I hated this moment, but like, you're so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she... And Baghead Jason was the scarecrow. I thought, okay, okay, okay. So when that came on screen, <laughs> I paused it and I go, okay, I need to look up Baghead Jason to see what he was wearing. Uh-huh. Plaid shirt, overalls. But then I thought to myself, if that was really an ode to to, to bag at Jason, there would have been a rope around the neck of the scarecrow. Cause that's that to True. me, that's like the one thing that would make it an ode to that. And the fact that it wasn't that I'm like it's overalls and plaid. Like it's, that, it's not really True. that difficult well, to come yeah. up with. Like, so I wasn't sure if that was really an ode to it or not. Well, the most the most obvious one is Mrs. Mulligan. She has like a half doll mask on her face, and clearly that's a reference to Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Oh yeah, I agree with that one thousand percent. You know, uh, which is which? I don't know if we talked about this here. Oh, that's getting that's, that's creepy, getting a by release, the way. James, I don't know if you talked about that in the news ever. What is? Oh yeah, Arrow Arrow's video. putting it out. Oh, Phantom of the Mall. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Can't actually, wait for so those I just interviews. remembered. When Mrs. Mulligan takes the the doll face awesome. off and yeah. you see what happened to her face. <laughs> she looks awesome. It's like this burned handprint and yeah, her eyes it, gone. It, is it, is no, it, it was like scratches. It wasn't a handprint. No, it was. Well, it was I thought like, it was like it was a like burned torn handprint. Away and like yeah, face. It was, and yeah stuff. it was like something scratched at her face. And you saw the nail marks going But it was her like, face. it was like it was charred though. It was like, like yeah. burnt and her yeah, eye like was burnt. missing. It yeah. really did seem like it was like a burned by the demon's hand or something. Yep. It was creepy. Oh, her, by the way, when they find her body. Oh, half of it missing. Oh, yeah, that was gnarly. <laughs> the yeah. Her crucified to the she wall. She was crucified, too. And she kind of, she reminded me, like, uh, her whole her whole vibe reminded me of uh, Piper Laurie's character from Carrie a little bit. Oh, oh so, yeah, So when I they showed that. her, like, when they showed her crucified, I was like, that, that kind of looks like, kind of looks like Carrie's mom. I, I was like, that kind of looks like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to mention the twist at the end um how it connects to Annabelle? yeah i i actually really loved how they yeah how they how it, they kind of it's not even a twist really they're it's working like a natural backwards. progression of they're things. working it's, backwards as hell but it works um so so janice who is now fully fully possessed by the spirit of the ram because that's who that is that's uh-huh. the, the the ram so and personification of the little of the mulligans or Mullins little girl. So I'm a little 
Bell. Well, hold on. We'll, we'll finish this up, and then I'll B, say that I'm sorry. a little confused on on a couple details. I agree. So she's she's essentially full on the ram now. Like she's yeah. she is possessed by him, um, and she tunnels her way out of the wall and disappears. And then it turns out she is adopted by the Higgins family at mm-hmm. the end. Yep. And her, her, she introduces herself as Annabelle, right? So and then mm-hmm. it shows. So there's your connection. And with, so the Higgins. Which I was confused about earlier though, where I was like, "Why are there two Annabelles?" Like, right. Whatever. Like, no, this makes sense. So the though. Higgins family is the family that was killed by their daughter and the other cult member in the beginning of the first Annabelle movie. Yep. Um, and so they show like the age progression of Annabelle. Like she lives with the Higgins family. They're like a nice little sweet family. And she, she grows up she and ran then off she and she joined a cult. So my question is: so she is the Ram essentially. Right, yes. she's so mm-hmm. in Why? in the first Annabelle movie. They talk about how the how the cult, how the disciples of the Ram, spill the blood of their kin, and then they spill the blood of the innocent, in order to summon the Ram, mm-hmm. right? But she is the Ram, and she's already inhabiting a corporeal form. Like I, she has a body to be in. Like he has a body to 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 be in. Yeah. So I why thought that was cre- I I or not creepy? I thought that was confusing myself. Unless it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Unless like well, and, and the fact that the Annabelle doll ends up next door to the Higgins family, it can't be coincidence, right? No. Why Why so, did she go back and so, kill her parents if what she wanted was the Annabelle doll? Well, why, so, why not just go straight over to that house? Well, in order to and maybe, how convenient that they're right next door. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it was maybe it was predestined. Like maybe maybe she was. Uh, maybe the demon no longer wanted to be in that body and wanted to transfer its soul back into the doll so that it could then inhabit another person. I mean, that sounds like a lot and of conjecture, but I mean, Chuck but, never did. Yeah, well, Chuck, Chuck we don't really understand. <laughs> we don't understand what the demon wants except for souls. But I mean, it's hard to understand. A demon's like, oh, this I I need to do this. I need to do this today. This is not my to do list. Like. Yeah, it. I get. I'm guessing it had Janice's soul, because it possessed right, Janice. Right. But it was also trying to get into the Annabelle doll and trying to get. I Mia think. Annabelle I think doll, maybe in the first maybe it one, was trying to get back into the Annabelle doll so that it could kind of restart the process. Yeah, but see, so the Annabelle doll was never mm. the killer, though. So she had a body to kill. Right, she but, doesn't need the animal doll. It doesn't really make sense that she would go back to it. But how do you get souls? Yeah, from how do you get body? the souls? What do you mean? Well, if if she's well, how do you if get she's souls? inhabiting the form? You have to have them offer if she's, if she's a soul if, up, right? If he's inhabiting the 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 body of Janice, and uh, manages to you know create this cult, the disciples of the Ram. Oh God! Then how? Oh, it's God. it's not really harvesting those people's souls. In the first move, though, you have to you have to be able to um, give your soul, right? Yeah, right. The mother says in the first movie, she makes the husband promise to her if anything ever happens here, she like after that first break, yeah. she make says, sure you'll save promise me. me you'll save the baby uh, and not me. Yeah, that's that's yep. that's that getting the soul. 
at that point. But that's, that's after they already attack, yeah. though. But that's why. But that's and, like, why her blood drips into. But maybe Annabelle. that's why she stabs her in the belly. Well, the guy stabs her in the belly. But yeah, but she, but but that's what she's saying though. Save the baby, and she wants the soul of the mother. Right. Maybe that's right. what that is. You know. But I don't know. Don't they say that after she gets stabbed? They do. Yeah. Though? They do. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, yeah right. I get what you're, you're right. saying. I think. Right. I think. I think maybe. And and like you said, it's all conjecture. Maybe it just comes down to the 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 demon has inhabited the body of Annabelle for so long, the human Annabelle Janice, for so long that maybe it just thinks that it's time to sort of start the wants a new start, body. start the process <laughs> over. Like it's it's got yeah. the opportunity to maybe inhabit the body of a child, right? Sure. In 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 uh, Lily is that. What's the what's the name of the baby? Leah. Leah. So, you know, why not take that opportunity? Right? That's fair. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah, that. So, could be. I don't know. Uh anyway, we yeah. could we could probably go in circles about this forever, but we're not going to. So that is Annabelle and Annabelle Creation. Yeah, way fucking better than I ever thought they would be. Yeah. Loved, 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 Same. loved Annabelle Creation. I'll, I'll give Yeah, I'm excited for the I'll give now. the I'll give the edge to Annabelle Creation, mm-hmm. I would say. Oh, I yeah. like that oh, one. For sure. I like that yeah. one better than Annabelle, but uh both solid movies. I will say Definitely. this, out of the four we've watched thus far, Creation's my favorite. Out of all four movies? Yeah, yeah hands down. That's high praise. I I I think the Warrens, <laughs> I think the Warrens are worn out characters. Personally, like I I, I like the characters. Worn out characters. Uh, uh, <laughs> I I like them, but I just don't think their stories were told with this the same amount of. Um, well, the problem is know. too is the I problem was, is too is you've done so much uh, so much of your own looking into the Warrens to find out that they might. For, yeah. It's not for, even that. It's, in in it's, all likelihood, the Warrens are a complete sham. Yeah, I, in real I, and life, maybe that's what bothers it is because you have this real life thing attached to it that right. like, I already don't believe in. So right. it's hard for me to kind of get invested in it. Whereas with these stories, you know, it's all fresh, it's all fictional, and, it's all, and it's all well. I guess it's not all fictional because no, the no, they're actual, all based on. Real oh, stuff, I, but I, by I the way, I like the fact that the Higgins. I, uh, oh, <laughs> I like I like the fact that the Higgins came and when they presented uh, Janice, or not Janice, but Annabelle. Annabelle slash Janice. Yeah. When they pulled the doll out of the paper bag and they said, We have a present for you, it was the actual Raggedy Ann doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In real life, the real life Annabelle doll is a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. Yes, that was was a cool little Easter egg. I I did love that. Sorry, what were you saying, Vito? I was just going to say, I was definitely more scared of The Conjuring than I was Annabelle Creation, but I enjoyed Annabelle Creation a lot. Like, it didn't get to me the same way for some reason. But I I put them I yeah. put I'd put those two movies pretty equal actually. The the first Conjuring. I'd say That's my one I'd, say the, I'd sure. say the Conjuring yeah. and uh, and Annabelle Creation were pretty like on a pretty even keel for me. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not gonna do yeah. the rest of the rankings until we nope. until we do the rest of the series. So. But that's my one cool. and two. That's yeah. A little well, spoiler there. So far, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. That was uh, like you said before, Annabelle and Annabelle creation. Yes, yes. Uh, so in so, another in another month, uh, what what are the next ones we're doing? In a month, I believe. The Nun and the Curse of La Llorona. Well, we have to figure this out because it just came out it, within that, the past. That article bullshit. Are we bullshit. are we just gonna are we oh. 
because oh, it was oh, because it had to do with the producers yeah, and stuff. That. Yeah, Bullshit. so screw it that. We will be sense. doing La Llorona. I mean, it's okay. probably very yeah. loosely connected, but yeah, still, sure. We're doing the that. nun and the curse of La Llorona, okay. and then I think end with the the three, you know, the trilogy of uh, Annabelle comes home and Conjuring Devil made me do it. All right, yeah, yes, right? sir. It's gonna be good. All right. Well, uh, in the meantime, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. We are on all major streaming services, which cle- clearly you've already found us. So please tell a friend. Sure. Um, uh, if you are listening to us anywhere where you can leave a like or a comment or anything positive. Or negative, you know, you do you. Uh, please do so. We would appreciate it. Uh, we'd also appreciate it if you did not listen to the Bloody Good Film podcast. Um, actually, well, you can Dang. listen. You can listen to them, <laughs> but just make sure that you leave a message saying "fuck Josh" and tell Jesse to come on our show. I won't. I won't be so mean. Uh, I would just. <laughs> I would say, make love to Josh and tell tell Jesse he can come on our show. That that's that's fair. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. I just didn't want to be so crass. Okay. All right. Uh, You're telling Jesse to literally come on our show. How is that so crass? <laughs> <laughs> come on. Oh. Um. Anyway, though, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, until next time, that's I have it. no idea what we're doing next until week. Until next week, we don't know. It'll be a show. From now on, we're pretty much just flying yeah. by the seat of our pants. Remember, so we'll let remember you. Remember know. when we used to do a month ahead? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that kind of time anymore. Nope. Who's got time? All right. Well, hey. Vito, thanks for coming on, hey, buddy. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Good seeing you. We'll see you in a month. Have a good night.